Good morning, viewers. Welcome to another broadcast day at WBOR, the easy-viewing, easy-listening station. We begin our broadcast with the Binky the Clown Show. Have a nice day. I hate you, Binky. Where's my remote control? Take that, Binky. Ha-ha! <gasps> Wait a minute. Did he say we could get a lot of candy tonight? Binky, Binky, come back. Where are you, Binky, old buddy? That's right, kids. Tonight is Halloween night, and we want to be in great shape to trick-or-treat for all that candy, don't we? Oh, now you're scared of Dracula. You're afraid to find out what Dracula made of, because Dracula made of... So that's Dracula, huh? I think the cartoon just started. Boys and ghouls, <laughs> and welcome to Tales from the Warehouse. I'm your host, the Foreman. <laughs> uh, no, it's me, Laser J, and with me this week, as always, and with a special guest, are... It's Kai. God, I wasn't prepared for that. I am oh. Adrian. I think I might lose my entire shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, know, oh, you, you know I had to do uh, Tales from the Crypt. Oh, that was so beautiful! Thank you. That was oh, I tried not. I tried so hard not to laugh. <laughs> I was holding it in so hard. It was just like I'm going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is uh the first episode. Oh, well, you know what? Before we even get into that, hey, yeah. we had an episode last Monday. You get another one this Monday. Why is that? Oh, it's Halloween month. Spooky yeah. month. Spooky. The spooky Acme Tales from the Warehouse month. Uh, tale, Tales from the Warehouse is not. It's just something I needed for the Tales from the Crypt uh, bit. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, spooky month. Uh, again, an episode every day this month. And one on the 1st of November... Mm -hmm. Because that's the last day of Dia, Dia de los Muertos. And so we're going to be doing uh, Book of Life and Coco on that day. Uh, oh, but yeah. I won't tell you the rest of what we got coming up. I, I should also hope not every day of this month because you guys would die. Would, did I say die? every day? You did say every day. You did that. I mean, every Monday, every week, <laughs> every Monday, plus a special bonus one on the spooky day itself, on the 31st, which is Hell a Saturday. 
it is a Saturday, which is the which is the day we usually record, but we'll just for you know. Yeah, we'll do it two days before. We'll do it the Thursday before. It's okay. Yeah, we'll you got it all scheduled out. Yeah. Uh, but you don't get to know what that schedule is, besides I, besides me telling you about the Dia de los Muertos thing. But, but <laughs> we'll get there. you know about that, but that's about it. Yeah, and that's not really spoopy month. That's its own thing, you know. That that's mm-hmm. its own uh, amount of reverence. Yeah, because uh, that. Dia de los Huertos isn't spooky holiday. I mean, there's skulls, but it's and it's about you know the dead. But it's a day of remembrance, not a well, a few days of remembrance, not a not a celebration of the macabre. Yeah, it just seemed like an appropriate time to talk about those movies. Yeah, those are very good movies. It's a it's a good thing to talk about during that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but this week. Jojo, part one and two. So season one of Jojo, which is our adventure. Yeah. Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency. Yeah. Coolest goddamn names ever. Jojo, <laughs> Jojo names are very good. Jojo names are so good. Yeah, I... We'll get into this more when we actually get to that part of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about Jojo at all right now. Instead... Uh, welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated. And uh, first off, as always, is our weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff happened this week, but nothing really worth talking about. Uh, so I'll leave it to you guys. Adrian, do you want to go? Uh, I mean, nothing of import really happened to me. Uh, I'm the new guest that so i don't really find any reason to like update anybody on my week because it's like hey i'm new here you don't know me you don't know my daily day to day something really great happened yesterday but i'm not gonna get into it <laughs> mm, that's so something wonderful happened yesterday night i'm not gonna get into it hmm <sighs> Anyone else feel like they're the only one not in on the joke? But anyway. Uh... I feel like I'm not in on the joke. No, you're oh, okay. also... I-, I told you last night what happened. Wait. Did it? Oh, right. That's yeah. it. Yeah, 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 baby, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to message it to you, Laser? Nah, it's okay. I like I like being in the not knowing. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll we'll tell you later. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I like being in the not knowing. All right. Uh, well, the only I, well, I said I had only one thing to talk about. Okay. But I remember I had two because I was saving a thing that I was going to talk about last week for this week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, your JoJo game. Yes. I've been mentioning a couple times on the podcast that I've been meaning to start a JoJo tabletop RPG, and we did start it a couple weeks ago. We're actually going to have our second session this Sunday. Nice. Uh, funnily enough, Adrian is in that game. I play as Zapelli. <laughs> he play, yeah, he plays as Zapelli. Uh, he, uh, Adrian's character, his character is a uh, Ro- Robert Zapelli. Roberto Zapelli, also known as Rob Z. Rob, uh, Rob is actually not ma- named Rob after any Z. Rob Z. Yes, because Rob, Rob Zombie, man. Yeah, no, uh, his his name is actually a reference to um my favorite and the frontman of Judas Priest, Rob Halford. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's a, it's a double entendre. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you yeah. think, Rob Zombie? No. Rob Halford. I love that gay bitch. Yeah. The, uh, 
the official name of the JoJo part we are doing right now is called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Neon Odyssey. It's so okay. good. Uh, the uh, premise is that it's an alternate universe where Jonathan Joestar did not die. Ah. Uh, which Dio means was, Dio did Dio, not become a fucking a vampire. vampire. No, well, no, he Dio became a vampire, became, but, but he didn't, didn't survive. So, so that means part three doesn't happen in that universe. Fun. Part three doesn't happen, and also, um... Jorno doesn't happen. Jorno isn't ever born, because Dio never has Jonathan's body. Hmm. Best boy's gone. That's uh, unfortunate. Um, there, So there's lots of things that just that one instance changed so many things about the universe. Yeah. Uh, like... The Joestar line still has stands, but it was just for a different reason. Hmm. Uh, Jonathan wanted to be an archaeologist, and he found one of the stand arrows on one of his digs. Oh, that yeah, that that adds up. Mm-hmm. And so he was pierced by the arrow, and he passed on the stand ability to his lineage. So Jotaro still has a stand, and so does many of his other. Uh, Descendants. Descendants. Yeah, that was the word I was looking for. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and one of them is our friend KP, who is also in the game. He plays Jonah Joestar. Of course. And he uh, is the a, the black sheep of the family, who doesn't really care about all the Joestar shit, and he's a master thief. Which, if you know KP, this adds up so well, because KP... Mm. Yeah. It has one yeah. character. <laughs> uh, and his stand is out of touch. <laughs> it's very good. Which uh, it gives him the when he like he gives him the ability like when he's touching an object or a thing, he become he knows how to use it at an expert level. Nice. So like if he were if he's in a car, he becomes a expert driver. That that's one that game gamifies well, so that that's good. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Adrian stands. Do you know what? You, it's your stand. You. It is. Uh, my stand is the stand I've had. Uh, in my head since, I want to say since I was about fourteen or fifteen. It is. Uh, based off of the song "Hellbent for Leather" by Judas Priest, because I am very mad that Araki has yet to make any character or any stand ability named after anything Judas Priest. And I'm going to write this wrong! Hell yeah. But it has an ability to control ropes and rope-like objects. So, like, those long metal ropes that uh, you see hold up, like, cranes and shit, that I can yeah. control. Steel uh, cables. Yeah. yeah, it makes steel cables, all that shit. Um, with the caveat that I must be able to see the rope to use it. So that means, unfortunately, if they're not out of the body, I can't use organs as ropes, even though they are technically body ropes. Hmm. Technically, <laughs> muscles themselves are made of fiber, which are like thin ropes. They are thin ropes! <laughs> blood vessels and, you know, capillaries are tiny, yeah. itty, bitty blood ropes. And I, and I realized that that would immediately break the game, so I, I was like, you know what, it can only, you, you, you have a choice. <laughs> You can either, it only works on non-living things, or you have to see it. That's yeah. your choice. That, that's, so I just, I have to see it. That That's smart. I, yeah. I think that works better. Yeah. Uh, that, that, 
that that's one of those uh, things in games that force you to limit that I think actually works pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I've just had this idea for ages because A, I'm a big Judas Priest fan, and B, yeah. I got really salty that uh, I Am a Rock was not named, uh, hel- uh, not Helpit, but uh, Electric Eye. Because when we first saw it, it looked like something that would be named Electric Eye, and I got really excited because it hadn't been translated yet. I got a feeling that he's, a Rock is just not a Priest fan, probably. I'm so upset about that because he. Yeah, California King bed, all well and good. Give me some Judas Priest. Yeah. I'm surprised it took him till part eight to make a Elvis reference. What? I, I, I could see what that is- because that feels more like uh, he's like, oh, what's music? What's Western music? Uh, uh, Elvis! <laughs> yeah, because there's a stand in part eight called Wonder Review. Okay. Uh, which is a very terrifying stand, but I won't get into that. Now, you know he's really reached the bottom of the barrel when he goes to, like, Merle Haggard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's two other people in the party. Uh, Mia Anderson, played by another friend of ours. She is a um, field agent for the uh, Speed Biking Foundation. And her stand is Honey Honey. And it's a punch ghost that can summon bees... It's just bees. It's bees it's all bees. the way down. It's just bees. It's great. It's a, I love it. It basically basic has all these like hexagonal patterns on its body where bees come out. Bees. And these bees can... It's like a th- We decided it's like up to a thousand bees that it can release from its body, and she can control the bees. Just That's bees. a lot of bees. It's just so bees. many bees. <laughs> it, also can punch, it can also just punch like Star Platinum. Of course. We love and, a punch ghost. Who doesn't like it? Someone, someone had to make a punch ghost, right? Yeah. Work. Everybody loves a punch ghost. If you don't, and, then what are you doing liking JoJo? Yeah, and then... Uh, you, uh, you need a punchy boy. Like, you need a punchy boy. Or, or, or girl. But, I mean, or you need girl. a punchy. You need a punchy. You need a punch. And then the last character is uh, JJ, or July Jubilation Speedwagon, who is an adopted member of the Speedwagon family. And her stand is untouchable, which lets her turn any non-living thing into bouncy rubber for a brief moment. Hmm. Which she mostly uses to throw things like a bouncy ball, and then it turns back into what it was before and hits the enemy. Nice. So she throws a rock, and it bounces off the walls, and then it builds up momentum and hits them in the head. Or she could turn the ground into, like, bouncy rubber and bounce off of it or whatever. Or her shoes or whatever. She, we, not a lot has... Not a lot of super crazy shit has happened yet. Hmm. It's early. It's early, yes. The first stand battle was with a very, like, simple stand. Enemy stand. Yeah. You can't have the Italian restaurant right off the bat. No, you can't have the Italian... You can't have, let's all go eat Italian food right away. Yeah. Um... And that that st- and also there's a little mini game that we that we, that I like to play that we just started. If they can like they can they usually you know what happens with a stand battle you see the power of the stand you might see what the stand looks like or whatever but you don't know what it actually does. Mm-hmm. Or it's called at the moment, or what it's called. If they can guess what the stand is called before the the guy does the this is the power of my stand blank. They get a bonus. Nice. 
I won the bonus last time. What was well, it? Because you, because you guessed what I was going to call it before I, I changed it. Yeah, I get. Well, I, I had made a guess on the uh, the the stand prior to it actually being actually named. Because ah. what was it named? Uh, so what it, it was? It was three dog-like creatures, and one of them had like acid claws. <laughs> three dog knight. Nope. Damn, that's a good one. Uh, that Adrian. Was a good one. Adrian said Baja Man. No, I said who let the dogs out, which was reference to Baja Man. <laughs> that is a good one. It is a I, very good one. I also considered Freak on a Leash. Ooh, that would have been good, yeah. Also would have been good. I went with something a little more obscure. Oh, right. Stand names have to be songs, not bands. That's right. Okay. They, they can be anything. They can, yeah. be, they can be songs, bands, or albums. Okay, yeah. okay. It can it it can be oh, they can even be named after specific people like musical things like okay right? like yeah it, anything that's musical related um but the name of it was it's a more obscure it's a it was called Predator's Dessert ah oh. which was by the band Cerberus that makes sense yeah it's very good yeah uh. But anyway, the other one, the other thing I want to talk about real quick is I found a new YouTube person oh. that I want to recommend. Uh, his name is Tunrific Tyreek. I talked about him like on our first or second episode. Did, did you? <laughs> yeah. Did you? yeah. I don't remember. How many months ago was that, Laser? That was like November of last year. That, that was like a year ago. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. Well, he just posted a, his re- a review of Braceface. I saw that, too. I watched all of his videos. I love that dude. Yeah, I the first video I saw of him was his As Told by Ginger review. Yeah. Uh, definitely going old-ass mm-hmm. uh, animations that he's reviewing. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he did one that I really liked for... Uh... BB's Kids. Yeah, Bebe's kids. Cause Bebe's he, kids. He, yeah. He talked about uh obscure black cartoons. Yeah. That's really good. I'll, I'll have to look into that then. Yeah. He, talked about, he also talked about Proud Family at one point. Yeah, he did a really good one about Proud Family. Did a really good video on Mike Lewinog. Like no one watched oh, yeah. that video, but it was really fucking good. I need to watch that one. I need to I... watch that one again. T- I need to watch that one then too because holy shit, I. Uh, just the nostalgia flashbacks I just got from you just saying the name was just like, Whoa. yeah, yeah, the cartoon, cartoon block, man. Yeah, remember when they did that shit where they were like, let's pick the new cartoon for the cartoon, cartoon block. Yeah, and there was the those shorts like there was Fungus Among Us, and then there was fucking that was where the pilot for Megas XLR was. Yeah. Do you dig giant robots? Hell yeah! Of course I dig giant robots. Chicks dig giant robots. Living here in Jersey, fighting villains from afar. You gotta <laughs> find first gear in your in giant, giant robot, robot car. car. All right. Stupid. Yeah. We wanted to do. We wanted to do that with Rad, right? Yeah, Rad. That uh, mix it with uh, Motor City. Oh right. hell yeah! Oh my god, he would lose his entire goddamn mind. Yeah. 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 For sure. That that was our pitch for an episode with him, but he felt strongly. What was he on for? Kekai Sensen. Yeah, that's right. He Kekai Sensen's like his his shit. Kekai Sensen, and we had we paired it with Dodo Head Dodo. That's right. Yeah. For uh, Fantasy Month, because that was Urban Fantasy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
that's that's what that's what that was. I I got plans for another fantasy month for next year, but uh. Oh yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. We uh, also I... might do another month themed month, but yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll probably do a couple themed months throughout, but they they won't be like this one. It'll be normal every other. Yeah. It, it, they'll, but they will. There's two months. We definitely want to do something uh, Black History Month focused. Yeah. Uh, and we definitely want to do something. Uh, and we want to get some people who are more qualified for that month. Definitely mm -hmm. Zach then. Uh, yeah, for sure, Rad Zach. Uh, uh, I, I, I can think of a couple other people I'd like to try to get, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, but then there was also we, we're going to do next June uh, Pride Month. Yeah. Uh, if we can, I mean, Steven Universe, Shira. Yeah, Shira. Uh, we could recover Owl House again, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could. How, how you feel on it? Uh... Uh, uh, after a point of time of not watching it, how you, your opinions on it changed upon you know seeing more. Yeah, my yeah yeah could be. Yeah, that's a good. Point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I thought you were asking me that, but no, yeah, that that's oh, a yeah, good. I'm giving suggestions for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a good. Yeah. We could also find some gay anime. Yeah, there, there's a couple that probably aren't. Raise hands! I got all the. <laughs> I got all of that for you, baby. Yeah, there's uh, Yuri on Ice. I know is a good one. Oh my God, Yuri on Ice is excellent. Um, yeah. Um, right now, I'm watching one called Given, which is pretty fucking gay. Okay. Mm. Like it hasn't been explicit yet, but it's it's as explicit as it can get without going out and saying, "Hey, I have feelings for this guy, and I'm also a guy." Uh, we kind of want. I I don't want things that are left to even yeah, like the I, most I th blatant I think subtext. I I think this subtext. I I think this is just text at this point. Just just haven't said it yet. I, I I haven't finished given, so I can't really say for sure. Let me finish it, and I'll get you up. Okay, I am setting the parameters right now, though, that it has to be blatantly said. Yes. For it to count for Pride Month. I think there yeah. is one. If not by the creators, by the show itself. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Oh no, no, no. By the show itself, yeah. No, yeah. It, it has to be in the show. It can't be, like. I mean, Owl House technically hasn't said it, but they have. That 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 girl has bisexuality stickers on her on her thing. Yeah, and there's no other way to perceive Amity's thing. Like she that lesbian. Yeah, that that is blatant, and no, it that that is. I I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, it hasn't been said with words in the show, but it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get mm -hmm. it, I get it, we get it, I think we get like it, it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah. we can worry about that next year. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> next that, year. that's for the future. So, uh, that's pretty much it for me. Okay, and we got no upkeep. Yep. We'll talk about DuckTales next time, we promise. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, have you seen have you seen any of the last either of the last two episodes though? I've I've kind of been like most of my time has been dedicated to watching JoJo cuz we had to get it done. Yeah, okay. 
Okay. Um, I feel I had something I wanted to say about Owl House, uh, but I've forgotten Owl. it. Oh, okay. I feel like it, it was tied into part of our conversation from last week. It was like I wanted to kind of like clarify my point. But the thing we were talking about with like the the lore shit and like the misunderstanding shit or what? Yeah, it, it was something with that. I, I had it like really nicely worded in my head. I should have written it down. That's a mood. Yeah. Uh, specific. Oh, oh yeah, I remember now. Um, if you don't mind revisiting that conversation real quick, I don't know if you've seen Owl House, Adrian. I have not yet. No, unfortunately, yeah, he has I am. Yeah. It's on my list. Uh, it's on my ever-growing, ever, ever encapsulating list of. We uh, we actually have plans. Yeah, we have, actually have plans to watch it together at some point. Okay. Um. Then I'll hold off. In that yeah. Case. Yeah, you're good. Uh, I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I'll hold off. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're gonna take a short break, and when we get back. Oh, actually, no, no, no. Before that, I actually had something I wanted to say about Rob Halford. Uh, Favorite thing about Rob Halford is how he's... Before coming out, he... Without having to convince him, just through his actions and being such a good fucking metal singer, he conned so many fucking uh, rednecks is it dressing up like leather daddies, and I love him for that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, cause you, you go to a if it was like 1980 something, you show up at a Judas Priest concert. There, there's gonna be guys who you know the day before were wearing uh you know, Laird Skinner shirts, but t- that night they got the, the the harnesses and the the vests and the leather biker caps, and they're like woo priest, and and then you know they dress up like absolute gimps and it's hilarious and I they dress love up it. like they dress up like the yeah 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 love that shit Very uh good. that that's that's my favorite well no my favorite thing about rob halford is his screechiness genuinely like he's 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 got unparalleled pipes uh but that's my second favorite thing yeah no i i uh there there is a reason i have been a priest fan since I was, I want to say like ten or eleven. Yeah, same. His his mm-hmm. shit is, uh, amazing, and yeah. I will always love it. The, there was uh, when I was in middle school, uh, there was a radio station called uh, ninety two point five Outlaw. <laughs> that was uh, a mix of uh, country. Hard country hits and classic metal. Uh, well, classic rock, not classic metal. But at that point, classic metal was classic rock. So it was like yeah. you'd, you'd hear like a a Toby Keith song, and then you'd hear Highway to Hell, and then you'd hear like a Willie Nelson song, and then you'd hear uh, Living After Midnight, and so on and so forth. And uh, that that sort of shaped my music tastes to this day because most of my the music I listen to is country and metal and punk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, but uh, we'll we'll uh, we're gonna take a short break, and upon our return, 
it's time for some JoJo. Uh, to be there. Stick around. Everybody, Tackle Podcast Incorporated, special Halloween spoopy month, and uh, JoJo season one, starting with part one, the first nine episodes uh, of Phantom, Phantom Blood. Phantom, Phantom Blood. Blood. So, little just a little history. Uh, Phantom Blood was originally it was really originally released in 1987, and created by the man, the myth, the legend Hirohiko Araki. Uh, and the manga was originally serialized in Suecia. And Weekly Shonen Jump. It was also originally wasn't called Phantom Blood. It was originally called JoJo's Adventure Part 1. Jonathan Joestar, His Youth. Hmm. Uh, it was collected in five volumes originally and released by Viz Media. And then followed up by Battle Tendency. Mm-hmm. Ran all the way from 1980s. It ran from January 1st, 1987 to October 26th of 1987. And then the anime adaptation, which we're talking about today, which was by David Pro. Uh, was uh, released in 2012. Not to mention the uh, the the brief unreleased version of the Phantom Blood movie, which was when was that brought out? Uh, it was supposed to come out sometime. It was like around the same time as the Part Three OVA. Yeah, around there, like so in the mid mid 90s. Uh, yeah, mid 90s, late and late 90s, something around there. But yeah, it was never it was. fully released. People have made edits of, like, cutting altogether the footage that's been found of the Phantom Blood movie, though. Mm. I really have to get around to finding and watching that because it is a piece of history that I need in my life. Yeah, okay. it, it's, some of it's really interesting. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, a lot of it's, like, there's no voice acting. It's just sort of, like, some of it's still, some of it's storyboards, some of it's actual pieces of animation, not colored, some of it's fully colored animation. Yeah, I know there's a there's a couple shots of Dio's outfit from that that's fully colored, and I just like that's my favorite Dio outfit, which is sad because it's never in any other thing. <sighs> but Dio's outfit in that is just mwah, chef's kiss. Love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Um, before we get much further in, mm-hmm. um, I I don't really have a lot to say about JoJo. Um, so I'm gonna really let you two go off, and I'll I'll interject here or there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just wanted to say, um, favorite thing about JoJo is the music. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, that that's the only real complimentary thing I have to say about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, uh. I I am okay. The other thing I wanted to say is I just wanted to get my general feeling about Jojo across before I let you guys just go on. Um, I don't dislike Jojo. Uh, it's similar to how I feel about fate 
but different at the same time. Like, I don't dislike fate. I have issues with fate, though, but um, I don't dislike JoJo, but I prefer it as a manga than as an anime. I can mm. see that, yeah, definitely. There's are, there are some... Uh... There's some aspects of the uh, the series that do well in uh, standard manga formatting rather than animation, and same could be said for later in the series. Uh, not the parts that we are going to be discussing today, but there's definitely a later parts in JoJo's that uh, lend itself better to the animation because it's just it explains everything so much better. Mm. Uh, yeah, I have been a JoJo fan. I have been a JoJo fan for going on 20 years now uh, <laughs> I, I remember back in the day where you know that same hat comic people mm -hmm. would do that but like jojo fan jojo fan jojo fan <laughs> nobody else knew what jojo was i was me and my older brothers were the only ones i think in a four mile radius that knew what yeah. the hell JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was in the I, early 2000s. So. I had I, I had uh, built JoJo's up in my head so much because I had, I've been on the internet since like 99, 2000. Same. Um, and so I, and that was like the beginning of me getting into anime so of course I kazaad anime a lot. Or ask Jeeves anime a lot. Uh, not Kazaa. Kazaa was a music thing, like LimeWire. Uh, but ask Jeeves anime a lot. Um, and so, like, I came across it, but, but I had, like, I had, like, a really shitty connection. So, like, downloading was, like, that's not going to happen. And I was on a Mac, so finding the right media format was also an issue. But, um, yeah. uh, I, uh, I had a certain, like, I, I, I'd come across, like, screenshots of the old OVA for uh, Stardust. Um, and I was like, man, that's cool. I like the way that guy looks. I want to see that. I want to see that. And then I remember when I got to middle school, I had been buying... The you remember that period of time where Shonen Jump was f publishing actual physical magazines? Yes, yeah. I do. I had yep. physical, actual magazines come to my yep. doorstep every month. Yeah, that was wild. when I was. That was me back in uh, like middle school, high school too, because that was when Naruto was fucking big, and I was reading Naruto. Yeah, Naruto and One Piece. I, um, I I didn't get. I couldn't. I could never convince my parents to subscribe to it for me, and I didn't have like the money to subscribe to it. But every month, uh when it hit the borders books that my family would go to, I would grab a copy and I'd buy it. I had like three years of Shonen Jump straight in my room for a long time. Um, I think I had like 2003, 2004, 2005 or 04, 05, 06 or something like that. Um, I, but I remember somewhere in that range of me reading it, they published the first chapter of Stardust Crusaders. Mm -hmm. And that was like the first moment. I was like, "Oh, I know what this is." Oh man, I finally get to read it. And I was like, "All right, yeah." And I was like, "That's all you're giving me? Fuck!" And I <laughs> never found. They said they were going to start releasing the volumes, mm -hmm. and I never found the volumes at my borders. Uh, so I never read it then either. So it again, 
it's myth built up in my head. The myth of JoJo. Uh, and then around 2012, 2013, I finally got to watch it. And I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, this isn't the part I wanted to see, but okay, yeah, this was, this was okay. And then a few years ago, I tried reading the manga, and I was like, okay, I really dig this. I dig this. I read through part five. Uh, I, actually, I started on part six, too, uh, but I, I fell off it because I got distracted with stuff. Um, uh, uh, I'm, go I'm going to push you to get back onto it because uh, Jolene is my daughter, and I love her. Yeah, I, I, um, I need to restart six because I don't even remember where I left off, so I'm just going to have to restart it, and that is like excruciating to me, restarting something that oh, I've yeah, I, yeah. That I've reread, that I've already read. I mean, um, mm -hmm. but I will get to that at some point because um, I do want to. I want to be up to date because I do enjoy the manga. Um, I have a feeling if I watched the dub, I'd probably enjoy it more, just because I, I'm the type of person who I have to be able to open another tab, browse eBay but still hear what's happening and know what's going on. And if I'm like, wait, 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 I think I just missed something important that visually I can go back and rewatch it. But mm -hmm. when it's in another language, I, and I have to rely on subs, I have to do nothing but pay attention. And that kind of kills my enjoyment a little. I, this is why I have fidget cubes and knitting. <laughs> you see, I, I tried. The, it helps the ADHD so much. I've tried that. I have a fidget spinner. Um, I literally... The, the thing is, I have to be looking at something other than what I'm listening to. And it has to be something that I want to be doing at the same time. Like It's literally just I have to browse eBay looking for action figure parts or something like that uh, for customizing. Or I have to be browsing Amazon for art supplies or whatever. Um, it... I, I can't watch things otherwise. Uh, so, yeah. Well, uh, I've said my piece. Um, mm -hmm. I will say, uh, in this rewatching, I think Jonathan's my favorite JoJo. Jonathan is such a good I'm, uh, I'm a... I'm... I've been having a big hard think... At least of the parts I've seen, which is up to part five, mm -hmm. and I've I think I've come full circle on Jorno. Mm. Yeah, the more I the more I think about Jorno, the more I like him. He's yeah. I, I again I don't dislike Jorno. Um, he's very much a mix of a Dio and a JoJo at the same time. I mean time. that was the I mean that was the whole point of it. Exactly. Right yeah. 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 No. Like. Goal achieved, and it's interesting as hell. Um, I just yeah. like Jonathan because he's a good boy who, as far as I can tell, has never done anything problematic or said anything no. bad. No, he's no, Jonathan is Jonathan is the best boy, goodest boy. Has never had a sex. He and Arena held hands, and that's how George the Second was created. Fight me on this. You can fight me on this. I'll win. <laughs> Yeah, the ripple. The ripple impregnated <laughs> Arena. So what you're saying is that George Joestar is, is Ripple Jesus? Yeah! Yeah! yeah. 
and that's why he did nothing important besides uh, marry Lisa Lisa. God bless. Um. Um. Since you two talked about your history, Dojo, I guess. I mean, mine is probably what mo what well, at least more newer fans of JoJo is, which is hearing about JoJo very vaguely, just through like you know, like oh, I know, I know of JoJo, I know nothing about it. Yeah. And then the the more you're on the internet, the more you're like, okay, I've I know some things about JoJo. I have approximate knowledge of JoJo because of all these people I hang around with. Yeah, I, I feel like every anime fan since 1995 has seen a picture of Jotaro at one point or another and been told that's oh, yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yes, that is him. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Now, see, with with me, I didn't know what the... Because every time I had... During all of my formative years, every time I had seen JoJo, it was a different JoJo part. Ah. <laughs> so I, I, I saw... JoJo. <laughs> I saw Joe Taro, and I was like, okay, so that's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And then I saw footage of the Part 5 video game, and I was like, wait, this is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's fair. The anime came out, the 2012 anime, and I slept on it for a while, and I was like, you know, I'll eventually check out JoJo. And then I, this was, um, I want to say three or four months before Part 5 came out. And then I went, and I just binged all the way from part one to part four and then waited until part five came out and watched it as it came out. So I've basically been a fan of Jojo for like a year and a half. <laughs> like an actual fan. You're such a baby fan. Oh. Yeah, I am. Um, but um. as for Jojo, the anime, the thing we're talking about, First thing I really wanted to talk about, and I made sure to write this down as we were watching it, was to talk about the openings of jo of part one and part two. I mean, the openings in general, but, you know. Yeah, Sonochi no Sadame, and then I forget the Bloody, second one. Bloody Stream. Bloody Stream, that's right. Bloody Stream and Sonochi no Sadame bang so fucking hard. Yeah, they're they're hard. The animation, which is, uh, it was actually not done by, uh, they they broke, yeah. it was done by Kamikaze Doga, mm. uh, which they did a spectacular work reframing the actual, uh, art style from Araki from that period and when JoJo was, you know, releasing to an animation style and a CGI style. I it, it's probably one of my favorite things about the openings next to the music is just the animation is just so fucking on point yeah, with it's, how it's... the manga looked at that time and it just I, I I remember growing up reading the manga I remember growing up finding you know scans of the manga and reading that and having I I grew up with it's a beautiful Duane goddamn <laughs> <laughs> What's your what's your aesthetic me points to the bloody stream opening? Yeah. Oh my god, yes. The the colors, the animation, the the the, the smooth movements of everybody and everything. It's just perfection. Wow. Like just speaking on animation, I think this this these two parts specifically. This is not true of 
you know what? It's actually parts all the way to one through four, but part because mm -hmm. part five has like a really high budget comparatively. But this anime has a really low budget, relatively speaking, <laughs> and it because it's it doesn't actually have a lot of animation. It really is a good example of how best to use your limited budget, I think. Mm. Because I, mean, I think it's mainly because of JoJo's nature and its pacing mm -hmm. as, in the manga. That because the the manga has a certain pace, that way of using your low budget animation have quote unquote limited movement and more like focus on you know specific shots and shot composition mm. works really well for JoJo specifically. Yeah, uh, my the the main focus i would like to point in on that is the the boxing match during episode uh i want to say it was two it was one it was one one it was episode one during the boxing match um they just had just these amazing still shots that were just so beautifully colored and you could tell like yeah they didn't have a lot of money for this one part so they just had to use still shots and have them you know scroll across the screen but it was so well done that you didn't notice how low budget it was because you're so drawn in on the colors and the animation part of it, which was, the animation wasn't there, but just everything was just flowing together so well. It felt like you were watching the manga. The and utilization of resources. That. Yeah, utilization exactly. is just on point. I, this, is, this is a masterclass in using what you have. Yeah, I I am uh, to quote EAP as I usually do cinnamon topography. <laughs> Just the 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 use of psychedelic colors and textures in so many of the shots to create mood yeah. are unlike any other anime. Like there like there are very few anime that I could say do this like JoJo does. Yeah, it it's damn pretty. Uh, the only other things I can really think of that really do interesting things with color, at least in anime, it's like Studio Trigger, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Trigger for sure, especially like Gurren Lagann. Uh, I, I and was... I, I had, I made Joey watch Promare just recently, actually. Oh because... yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I was that... that Promare is so pretty with its saturation. It's is just that, that... so gorgeous. I haven't seen Promare yet, but I've seen like stills from it. And that that's more what I was thinking than Gurren Logan. But I'll fix you. Don't worry. Nah, I'll fix you. It's okay. Yeah, I'll Logan, I'll watch I'll it eventually. I mean Gurren Log. I mean Gurren Logan does use its shit like that, especially in certain scenes. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, like, Promare. Uh, all all of so trigger. much saturation. So much saturation yeah. in Promare. It's so good. The um, but yeah, it's not even just use of color. But we I said shot composition and cinematography in general and the way that shots are blocked and framed are just beyond on point yeah. in this anime. Like, I mean, because, I mean, you have, you have nowhere to look forward to more than fucking any of the times that a very important JoJo pose happens. Exactly. It It's definitely a masterclass in both in three things. Mm -hmm. uh, direction. 
or mm -hmm. animation direction specifically, mm -hmm. storyboarding, and then the communication between director and storyboarding. Yes, for sure. And also capturing the art style of its original source. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like they go so like this happens more and more as the parts go because because early JoJo's Araki's style is way heavier and his lines are thicker and you can see that in the white parts one through three. But as the series goes on, his style becomes softer and his character designs become less masculine. Yeah, and that is that's reflected in in the anime as well because part four looks completely different from part three in the and David the David Pro anime. I, I think I read an inter interview with Araki one time where uh, he said that shift was intentional because the difference was in the eighties the big bulky like gargantuan men thing was popular, you know, with stuff like Fist of the North Star Fist, and literally, literally I was about to say Fist of the North Star because you look at Jonathan, he's just Kenshiro. Yeah, he really is just Kenshiro. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then in the 90s, when part four was coming out, uh, part four was the 90s, right? I believe so, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, part like, four was the 90s. It was like yeah. late 90s, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, when that came out, the you saw a shift in taste to a thinner, more androgynous uh, design. Still masculine as all hell, but f closer to the androgynous zone of masculine mm -hmm. um, that became more popular. And that that's where you get, you know, Josuke and Okuyasu and their, their little bean poles. And even Jotaro gets bean poled. Uh, then yeah. Giorno's just a fucking twink. Uh, yeah, he's he also is. fifteen. Look, please remember, he's fifteen years old. That boy, yeah, that is my son. He is my son. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, twink is a description. Okay. No, no, I get it. I get it. No, you're good. I just was like, he's, he's a piece of straw. If that makes him. it better. Yes, yes, he's very uh, tiny. He, he's a reed. He's a river reed. He's thin as hell. He, he's, I could snap mm. him between my fingers. Um, tiny baby boy. Yeah, Araki mm. uh, is good at reading the taste of the time because if he hadn't made that shift, JoJo would have fallen by the wayside. Absolutely, mm -hmm. um, for sure. He, he's more than just a phenomenal uh, creator; he's savvy as all hell, and yeah. that that's that's a strength in the industry. Speaking on part one specifically, there's. There's always the sentiment that I've seen from a lot of people that I've talked about JoJo is that Phantom Blood is the weakest JoJo part on its own. Yeah, I, I I'm not agreeing with that sentiment, but I'm agreeing there is a prevalence of that sentiment. Yeah, I I think that part one's how do I put this? Part one doesn't become truly great until you look back on it with the perspective of reading Jojo parts that came after it. Yes. Because there's a, with Jojo as a whole, there's a sense of history, literally. Mm -hmm. Like in any other anime, we would actually start on part two or three, and Jonathan's story would just be a flashback and we wouldn't actually see it. Yeah. 
right? It, it'd be like um, it, it'd be like uh, jo- uh, Joseph is like the hell's Dio, and then Arena has to be like your grandfather fought him. He was yeah, your grandfather's yeah, and- best friend, and. Yeah, and then we get the then we cut to the fucking fourth Hokage, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> right, like that shit. We don't actually get to see the full, but with JoJo, we do. We see Jonathan's story as a whole, like we see it from the very beginning, and that makes his story and the history of the Joestar family so much more palpable in the grand scheme and arc of JoJo as a whole. That that is something I really appreciate about this because okay I want to say what uh what future creators should look at when they want to create a show a, a shonen series is rather than um go the the DBZ route of one day just revealing the existence of Bardock <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um uh like similar to how uh, and in bleach you know it's it's just like we get one scene ichigo's not present but his dad's a soul uh a uh, shinigami suddenly or, or or like you said the fourth okage now you get a mm. flash to the fourth okage but i i really okay it's not a direct comparison because at the time, I believe at least, I, I don't know this for certain, I feel like the story Araki wanted to tell was Jonathan's. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't... And everything that came after Jonathan's was just like, this is how I continue it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what future creators should do, rather than just tantalize us with the promise of something cool happened in the past, think of who, the story you want to tell and then start with their grandpa if you're going to flash to their grandpa or their dad, just start with their dad and then give their dad about an arc. And then at the end of the arc, introduce Naruto Naruto, Mm -hmm. or Or whoever whoever your protagonist is. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think that's something creators should look at as a format for the future, a potential format, I should say, uh, Mm -hmm. If everyone started doing it, I think it would cheapen it a little bit, but I, yeah. it, it would be a nice change. <laughs> oh yeah, most uh, definitely. Just being able to find context and take this context and remember be like, oh yeah, this guy is the bad guy because I remember watching this guy kick his ass like four or five fucking you know, chapters ago. It, it It's really good and it's really important, I think. Yeah, yeah. like, it's, okay. To, to pull Naruto again. Imagine if Madara had the proper buildup. Yeah, imagine. Just if instead, or or even just Pain having the proper buildup. Oh my god, yeah. Literally anybody? Yeah. Uh, the closest thing to someone having the proper buildup is Obito. Uh, because you had uh, Kakashi Gaiden. Yeah, that's true. Um, Which, by the way, I love Kakashi Gaiden. Kakashi Gaiden's real good, but it's still not enough for me. That should have... That should have been the first few chapters. Yeah. And should have been expanded even further. Yeah, I like Kakashi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Jojo, Jojo, sorry. Jojo. Um, but you, you touched on Jonathan as a protagonist. Yeah, he's the best boy. He's pure at... The, this, is, this, is, this is nothing. This is not a dig at 
Phantom Blood. But um, this Jonathan is a product of his time. Yeah, he's he's the Jonathan, perfect gentleman. He's the perfect gentleman, and Jonathan, unlike every other JoJo protagonist, or almost every other JoJo protagonist after him, doesn't win because he has a strategy or because he comes up with some sort of tactic or whatever. He wins because he is good and just. Yeah. You know? He has the god, the power of God and anime on his side, and he's gonna <laughs> win. Like, that... There are so many shots of, like... It's literally just Jonathan's... His superpower is he doesn't give up. Yeah. That shot of when they're, like, uh, that bit in... When the, the Joestar Manor is burning... And he grabs his own belt and wraps it around Dio's leg. And then they just start falling and he pierces him on the freaking Goddess of Victory statue. Yeah. Cinnamon topography. Cinnamon topography. <laughs> um, but you know what, Adrian? Since you and I are more, could be more speak to this specific question. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, part two, specifically part one and part two. Do you think part one and part two are good horror anime absolutely no yeah uh it definitely touches on the horror aspect in part one but part two just lends itself so much more just because uh part two just has a a significant amount of body horror in it uh, just in general Mm -hmm. but part one is i think for this season for the spooky season because it's halloween (laughs) uh it it just lends itself so well because what more could you get out of a horror anime than vampires and zombies? <laughs> like this it, is literally it, the perfect time for this kind of thing. It's vampires. It's zombies. It's like there's a lot of brutal gore in all of JoJo, really. Yeah. Um, uh, Araki has never been one to shy away from that, and that's something I've always really liked about it because. Yeah. If there if there is one thing I like, it's I I like seeing details, and the details in JoJo's are definitely uh, in your face about it. They're not going to be hidden behind uh, a screen or nothing. It's always going to be now here, out and about. Now we've talked about Jonathan, but we have to talk about the man, and the the real the real star here, Joseph, the the man, the bitch, the legend, Dio Brando. Oh, Dio. Dio Brando. Deal. I mean, deal. Deal. The God. Muda, muda. Muda, muda. He, God, I love that Araki turns that thing he said once into like the stand cry in part three. <laughs> no one has ever dodged the Thundercross split attack. Insert always sunny music. Dio dodges the Thundercross split attack. <laughs> Dio has so many fucking like so many of his iconic fucking scenes and lines are just all encapsulated into these nine episodes. Like that shit where he we first shows up at the Joestar house and he just leaps out of the carriage. Who gets for... out of a carriage like that? Dio does because fuck you, I'm Dio fucking Brando. Is isn't he like thirteen? Yeah, yeah. Him and, him and Jonathan were both uh, were were both twelve at that time because they were both nineteen. Okay, uh, after the time skip. 
Okay, yeah, that's absolutely the sort of shit a dramatic 12-year-old would do. You're correct. A dramatic 12-year-old who had just killed their own father! Uh, what other kind of 12-year-old would kill their own father than a dramatic 12-year-old? Well, dramatic, criminally insane 12-year-old. God, I love you, dude. You're terrible. Dio was always dramatic, but him turning into a vampire made him even more extra. Yeah. How many how many lives have you taken, Dio? That's such a silly question. Do you ever ask yourself how many slices of bread you've eaten in your life? <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. You, Stupid, I you love thought, You thought your first kiss would be with Jonathan, but it was with me, Dioda. Kono Dioda! Kono Dioda. Oh, God. Freaking, um, what's his fucking name? I just had his name, the... She was voice out there. Uh, uh Tomoka, not Tomokazu Sugita. Uh, Koyasu. Yeah, Koyasu. That man had the time of his life playing Dio. I'm positive of it. Yes. Like, he is easily one of the big standout performances in all of the, all of the parts. Really. I mean. Like, it, he he's such a big name, and the minute people saw that Koyasu was going to be Dio, it was just like, this is it. This is the perfect fit. This is Dio. What uh, yeah. what other roles has he been? Uh, Koyasu. He's, he's very yeah, he's, prolific. Yeah, he's done a lot of villains, okay. uh, which is probably why they got him to do. Dio. Yeah. They might have. They might have also considered freaking uh, Wakamoto, but he Wakamoto is probably a little too old for the role. Mm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's see. You guys talked about Shaman King, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh. His one of his uh better roles is Faust the Eighth in Shaman King. Oh. Yeah, he was Faust. Okay. He was also um. Wasn't he Trey's Crucianata and went Gundam Wing? I believe so, yes. I've only seen the English of Gundam Wing and only a few uh, episodes. He was, um, he's also Aokiji in One Piece. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's Excalibur and Soul Eater. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I can picture him now. Now yeah. that you said Soul Eater. Yeah, uh, yep. if you've seen... If you've, Played Basara at all or watched Basara? He's Sar- Sarutobi Sasuke in that. Okay. And okay. also in, yeah, uh-huh. go on. Uh, trying to remember, trying to remember. Also, we didn't watch. We watched the dub of this, but in the Japanese original, in the Japanese audio of Slayers, he played Rezo. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's fitting. Yeah. That 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 that's a man who knows his villain. Yeah. He. Yeah. K- Koyasu is so prolific for villains that he is actually the Japanese dub voice for Hans from Frozen. <laughs> yeah. It's very good! It's very good! <laughs> oh, that spoils it, though! No, it doesn't! Because he's also just normal people! Because in Fire Woman Awakening, he's long Q. Oh, okay. That's yeah. he's, he plays other characters. It's just that he's very prolific as a villain. Okay. Yeah, he's up there with like Norio Wakamoto yeah. and uh, fr- freaking can... um, what was his name? The guy, the voice of Frieza. Oh, I can't. Uh, I know who you mean. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know yeah. the name though. The, the, they're they're just they they do villains, you know. Yeah. That's their that's their and now and ever since ever since he fucking did Dio, now everybody just knows him as the Dio guy. Yeah. I mean, I it was really funny hearing him in Fate. That's for sure. Who was he in he's Fate? A, uh, he's two characters. He's Hans Christian Anderson, of course, and he's also uh, Ozymandias. Okay. Which is which is he's just doing Dio again, of course. Yeah, that's kind of Ozymandias' shtick. Yeah, Ozymandias in Fate is just, I am the great pharaoh, bow before me in despair, mwahaha, I'm Ozymandias. Yeah. What if Dio Dio wasn't a dick? (laughs) Is Ozymandias. Because, I mean, I I remember hearing conversation about people with Dio and they're being like, I mean, like, oh, Dio is so fucking charismatic and great and he's like, and shit, and I'm like... And then I think about the just that scene where he made that woman eat her own baby. Yeah. Yeah. Dio's the worst. Yeah, he, worst. He's, he's he's the type of villain I really like because he's irredeemable. Oh yeah, I mean people will try. God, yeah, people will try. Well, okay. There's different from people being horny for him and wanting to uh, justify their horniness or rationalize their horniness. No, just just mm-hmm. just just say you like trash and get over with. Just yeah. There's nothing, yeah. There's nothing wrong with liking trash. Just admit that they're trash. Just admit yeah. that they're trash and get on with your life. Come on. Yeah, life's no. so much easier when you accept the fact that all the shit you love is stupid as hell. It's it's freeing. And yeah, being able to criticize the thing you like is fun. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've there's a couple of things I've yet to get there with, but for the most part, I, that that's my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's how, it's how I am with JoJo's. It's like, yeah, I know it has problems. Shut up. Lazy. Laser, I don't know what to tell you what to... I'm not going to tell you what to do, but when we get to part five, there is an audio clip that I think you should use. Okay. You know the one. I don't. You made it for me, specifically. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> look, look. We're not talking about part five, but you're right. Yeah, I know. Not- anyway, <laughs> that's an inside joke. That's an inside joke just for the three of us. <laughs> but anyway, um, but we, yeah, you were you were thinking when I said who we should be really talking about. You were thinking of Speedwagon. I was absolutely thinking of Speedwagon. Look at this man. This man is important. Yeah. Speedwagon. I, I also just appreciate any reference to uh, Ario Speedwagon. So. Mm-hmm. Love me some Ario. Speedwagon's important. This man got kicked in the nuts and fell in love. And I respect <laughs> that. I I love that fucking when he when Jonathan goes to Ogre Street and he's wearing that stupid outfit. <laughs> it's not his worst one, baby. Don't it's not his. It's not his worst outfit. 
It's not. It's that fucking one where he fights Jack the Ripper and he has five shirts on. He has five damn shirts on in that fight, and it's so beautiful. Arena made him all these new shirts, and he got so excited that he had to wear them all at once. <laughs> and then that's also... <laughs> What, what was that game you liked to play with people about, is did this happen in JoJo or not? Yeah, my, my JoJo uh, bullshit or JoJo, and that the, the Jack the Ripper scene, where Jack the Ripper uh, comes out of a horse after hiding inside of it, after decapitating it and putting it on top of the, uh, the, the chairman's head. It, it, that's that's the one I always go to for the first whenever it's live, but like JoJo or bullshit because it's happened in JoJo's and nobody guesses it. Nobody. <laughs> nobody fucking guesses it. It's terrible. It's wonderful, and I love it. People say Jo. People say JoJo got weird when stands were introduced. No. <laughs> JoJo been JoJo's weird. been weird. Remember that scene when fucking Zapelli's hand was all fucked up and, and fucking Speedwagon was like, "Use the heat of my body." allow my titties to uh, keep, warm up your body and keep you safe. It's like, yes, I will use it. It's your very gay of you, Speedwagon. It's, it's very, very gay, gay of you. Love you. Um, or fucking when him and Jonathan use their come on powers to make the giant leaf hang glider. God. God. <laughs> I forgot about that before we watched it and I forgot about it again because it's so stupid. I forgot about the part where Dio was on the boat and he was just a head in a jar. <laughs> just a head in a jar. I didn't forget about that part, but I did forget about the part where he yeets himself out of the jar by using his hair. <laughs> it's so dumb. JoJo's is so yeah. dumb. I love it. I do really enjoy the um, the very last scene with Dio and Jonathan. Oh, that's so tender. Because it's it is. Jonathan's character personified, despite everything that Dio has done, Jonathan still, like... Loves him. He's loves still him. his brother. Yeah. He's still his brother. And that's such a, like, Jonathan thing. Yeah. There's a... This is extra material, so it's like... Who who knows how canon it is, right? There, there was a game called Eyes of Heaven. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, like, extra, like bits of dialogue you can read from certain characters and Dio in that game has some extra bit of dialogue about Jonathan. Mm -hmm. And he says something to the effect of, I don't think Jonathan knew how much I despised him for how he looked at me. The way he pitied me and loved me sickened me. <sighs> That's such a good fucking line too. I'm counting that as it, canon. I don't care. It, it might as well be. Honestly, it's it's such and it's such a like a it's perfect the only encapsulation. Yeah, it's the only thing that really explains Dio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dio hates being looked down upon. Yeah, in any capacity, even though Jonathan's love and pity for him was genuine, Dio hates it. Yeah, and he hates the world for looking down on him. Yeah, there's a there's a scene that is so subtle that hardly anyone catches it. When you first see Dio, actually, or one of the first scenes you see Dio in, when he's in the the bar playing chess with that guy, yep, that he push D that guy pushes his head into the food, and there's a fraction of a second where Dio reaches for the fork, yeah, and doesn't. It's so subtle. 
but it's so good. Yeah. Because I mean, part, the episode one is is like people don't know this, but part one is way longer than this actually. Yeah, it really the is. manga. Yeah, part one like, is uh, uh, it, it is a full ass, you know. It's five yeah. volumes. Yep. They. But I think David Pro did the right choice in encapsulating a lot of the early parts of Phantom Blood into one episode. Yes. Because, I mean, while building up all the tension and, like, the relationship with Dio is important, I think they got, a, a, they got it across even in just that one episode. Yes. Yeah. You know? But, um, I don't have too much more to say about part one. Uh, I do. I don't Speedwagon's even... good. Please like the yeah, more. Speedwag- yeah, the, Speedwagon. Yeah, Speedwagon. The scene, the scenes with Speedwagon and them was always just so fun. Uh, mm. it, it's rare in this day and age, right now, as we are recording this, that we just have fun, and Speedwagon mm. is just so important to that. I think. Yeah. Because he 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 is the perfect encapsulation of. Fight! Uh, he's he's us. He is the viewer in that sense. He is the mm. the standing by. He, he's, he's there and he's he- here to help, but he can't do much because he doesn't have any cool, you know, you know, breathing ripple powers. So he's going to, you know, do as much as he can, and he is our our way of being there for the JoJo's. Uh, mm. Up until they don't need him, and then we get other quote-unquote speed wagons with Koichi and. Yeah, uh, that, I was gonna, I was gonna mention Koichi being Koichi. that in part four. Yeah, Koichi is definitely the, uh, despite having a power himself, he is, uh, by all intents and purposes, is the, the straight man of the. Yeah, group. he's the uh, the viewer's eye, the yeah. the everyman. Yeah. yeah. In, in fact, there's there's an argument to be made that Koichi is actually the protagonist of Part Four. Absolutely, not yeah, not Josuke. Yeah, no, no, no. It it's he's the narrator. Yeah, totally. There's an argument to be made, which is one of the things I like about JoJo is that like the the main JoJo, with the exception of Part Three, uh, never feels more important than anybody else. You know. Yeah. Because Part Three. Is yeah. That's Jotaro is story. But... That's Jotaro. He's he's the Superman. He gets to do whatever he wants. Yeah. He he gets to pull a star ass ass pull platinum. Yeah. But we'll get more into that when we talk about part three eventually. Yeah. Uh. But but yeah. Koichi's. We'll we'll get more to Koichi when we get to part four, which I'm actually excited for. I think part four is my favorite, even though I like Jonathan more than Josuke. It's 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 my favorite part. Yeah, it it, no. it is also mine, but um, my children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, have you met my children yet? These are my children, and I love them, and I will fight you for yeah. my children. So, part two, or do we have anything more to say about Phantom Blood? And uh, uh, Baron Zeppeli, very good too. I like Baron Zeppeli. Oh yes. Mr. Sub- Mr. Zappelli. Yeah, William- Grandpappy Zappelli. William A. Zappelli is possibly the most tender of the Zappellis that we see. Yeah. 
he is, because, I mean, the only two others are Caesar and Gyro. Yeah, well, there is a Zapelli in each part. Is there? Yes. There's just not a named Zapelli. They're not always named Zapelli, but they are essentially a Zapelli to the story. Oh, it's yeah, an archi- Zapelli becomes an archetype. The Zapelli yes. is an archetype, and that's I love mm-hmm. William for that because a he starts this archetype of somebody who is going to uh, be used. As a sacrifice for the greater good, but also yeah. somebody who helps the main character realize something very important in themselves. Yeah, uh, yes. it's uh, it, it's it's a very important archetype, and I think it should be respected a lot more because a lot of people are just like, "Oh, William Zapelli's not that important. He's extremely important. I'll fight you for it. I'm very angry about." I, I, yeah, I'm very angry about JoJo's. I'm very, this is a very formative series for me. <laughs> yeah, you're, we get it. We understand. No one's here to fight you, Adrian. It's yeah. okay. We're all friends oh, here. Yeah, like, but, what, despite... but what if I want to fight you? <laughs> we don't want to fight. But believe me, if one of us wants to fight, you'll know. <laughs> heated, uh, heated drama between men. Yeah. Uh, Jojo is not something I know enough about to fight about. If you want to fight, we'll we'll do we'll bring you back for Clone Wars, and oh boy, will I fight you on that! Oh no, you uh, and I will both be fighting at that point, baby. <laughs> my older brother taught me a lot, and that what that was a part of his education was tell, teaching me about Clone Wars. God bless for that. Yeah, I love Clone Wars. Well, all right. Oh, I love the it, I love it season like. Halfway through season two on, but whatever. Yeah, part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let, let's get to uh, battle tendency, uh, which introduces us to Joseph. Joseph is my second favorite Joestar. <laughs> Joseph is the stupidest Joestar. I love okay. how much of a piece of shit Joseph is. Joseph I is only... the antithesis of Jonathan. Jonathan. And I think it is beautiful. The only Joseph, I really like is part three. Joseph, no, part two. Joseph is so good, though. Part two. Joseph is so good. He's so stupid. I, I don't enjoy him because of how it, it's like whiplash going from good boy to scumbag. <laughs> it, it's just that a, was the point. I understand that, and I don't appreciate because it it's too much whiplash for me. <laughs> oh, poor thing. Um, and then the further scumbagification in part four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with, with him cheating on Susie. Uh, yep. I, I don't appreciate that. Uh, but part three, he's just a goofy old man, and I love it. No, he's still a scumbag in part three. <laughs> he's still a scumbag in part three. Uh, dare you forget that this man is racist? Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 We forgot I hate about it. Forgot I'll, about never, that. I'll never forgive the Japanese. They made this cool Walkman, though. Yeah. Joseph is such a piece of shit, and we have to accept it. I understand that he's a piece of shit, and I love ah. him, and I wish he would better, but he can't be because he's old and stupid. You know, I, I completely good. forgot, because my dad was like that, too. That That's literally something my dad said, because uh, he... Mm. Not yeah. defending my father in any way, shape, or form, but he no. was the same age at Pearl Harbor that I was 
at uh, 9-11. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't hold that grudge at all. Uh, but my dad sure as hell did. Uh, yeah, that's fair. To the point where he, he refused to buy me Pokemon cards because it's Japanese crap. Mm. Uh, that's well, not what he sounded like at all, but... You get the, we get the idea. Yeah. The, the... Uh, and but J- Joseph is this is true of, like basically I think someone's talking commented about every Joe star is the opposite of their previous counterpart, you know, or they're very different from their previous counterpart. Yeah, I definitely yeah, because. Uh, Good boy to scumbag, goofball, to hyper serious. To uh, good boy, but also like a delinquent. <laughs> a delinquent. A, a, a gold-hearted to, delinquent. To to uh, a uh, shonen anime shonen anime protagonist who's willing to kill. I, I was gonna say a serious scumbag, mm-hmm. or a scumbag who's serious. Uh, scumbag with a dream. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, a goal-oriented scumbag. <laughs> scumbag with a heart of gold. To um, true delinquent. <laughs> to true delinquent. To I don't know what Johnny's deal yeah, is. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. And uh, it goes back to Josuke, doesn't it? Yeah, the part the alternate universe Josuke. For, for Johnny, I I feel for him it is. He's not a delinquent. He just acts like one. He's actually a good man. Okay. But he's terrible in his personality. Yeah, he's not like Jonathan at all, even though he's Jonathan's alternate universe counterpart. Uh, uh, part seven is by far my favorite part, so I, I have so many legs to stand on when talking about it. I can't imagine why. Could it possibly be because of the guy who has a dinosaur stand? Fight me. <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 wait. I need, I need to latch on to two things you said before that. Uh-huh. Johnny is alternate universe Jonathan, and part eight, Josuke is an alternate yes. universe Josuke? Yes. Everything after part six is a different universe. Uh, okay. It makes sense when you read part six. Yeah, no, I'm sure it does. Makes sense when you um, read part six. Yep. Everything about JoJo I'll... makes more sense when you actually read it. Yeah. Uh, it does. It does. That, that, does. I, I've read enough JoJo to know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, All I'll say, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the higher the part count is, the less I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know, like, Maybe twenty chapters into part six, and that's it. Yeah. I know a lot about part six. I know some stuff about part seven. I barely know anything about part eight. Well, yeah. nobody knows what part eight about anymore. I, I know it's. I know it's about a guy with four testicles. That's all I know too, baby. And there's a reason he has four testicles. That man be strutting. I know why he has four testicles now, but to tell you would be spoilers. To tell you would be spoilers. Laser. There is a leg- there is a legitimate reason why he has four testicles. Future laser, this is a note for you. Please insert a quote of either Grunt or Rex from Mass Effect talking about quads. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, 
Battle Tendency. Battle Tendency. Stupid fun, stupid good. Joseph is... Such an asshole. Yeah, he's fun, though. That I, I will agree. I understand why he's your second favorite. Um, yeah. He, he's, a tr- he's a trickster. He does what he wants. Like, you can't predict what he's going to do. To the point where he actually predicts what you're going to do and is, makes uh, many a joke on it. Next, you'll say... Uh, it, but, but yeah, did, so so Battle Tendency, we, we drop Dio for a little bit, and we get to the Pillarmen, which are I, the, mm-hmm. the origin of Dio? The origin of the Stone Mask, I should say. Yeah, they're the origin of the Stone Mask, because they... Dio, cars created the Stone Mask. Yeah, they're, they're, they're Mesoamerican vampires. Yeah, they're like... They're... Uh evolved life forms that aren't humans. Yeah. And they are weak to the sun to the sunlight. Which is why the uh, ripple they... is or the hamon is effective against them. Exactly. Yeah. And also for people who are weak to sunlight, they dress like fucking thoughts. Yeah. Ancient homo strippers for glory. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know my two deepest fears are perfectly sculpted men and dubstep? Perfectly. Oh god, no. Perfectly <laughs> 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 is the worst thought I could ever imagine. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> that scene of the Pillar Man Awakening is still fucking one of my favorite scenes in all of JoJo. Just, it's so good. The pose is just so good. Every pose the Pillar Men make. I, I, I oh. like Araki talking about poses, I like the, the thing I appreciate about Araki's mastery of anatomy mm-hmm. is he knows exactly how to disregard it for the sake of coolness. Oh yeah. Like, like the, Baki the grappler. Yeah. The, there, there's like, okay, there's, there's people who don't know jack shit about anatomy when they're drawing who then create monstrosities and you could tell, oh, they don't know anything about anatomy. But you look at a JoJo pose and you're like, I mean, when you yeah. look at the joint structure of a human skeleton, that should be possible, but it's just not. <laughs> uh, the rule with JoJo poses is if it's not hurting you, you're not doing it correctly. Yeah, it's like you're moving joints to extremes that they shouldn't be able to move, mm-hmm. but there's still how those joints work. It, and it it's not it's not disregarding anatomy. It it's extremifying anatomy. And same with Baki. Yeah, Baki is that that author of Baki knows anatomy. He just likes to stretch it to its absolute limits. Yeah. Um, the Adrian touched on this earlier, but um, part one is gothic horror. Part two is body horror. Yeah. It is uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Or like a Cronenberg almost. Yeah, Cronenberg is very good. Like that scene, like the opening scene where fucking Santana eats that vampire. Yeah. Or when he goes inside of that dude. 
This is when we really start hitting the music references, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Like we ACDC, the the cars, Santana. Yeah, like like I almost feel like Dio is coincidental almost like he just thought his cool name. Yeah. Uh and then Ario Speedwagon was just like another coincidence. Well, I mean Led Zeppelin with Zeppelin. Oh yeah, Zepp Oh that's what Zeppel Zeppius Zeppelli. <laughs> That that never occurred to me. I'm sorry. Oh, you poor baby. And then you had, and then you had the master freaking uh, Hamon was Tom Petty. Tom Petty with Dire Straits. Yeah. And uh, uh, JoJo in itself is even a reference to Get Back by the Beatles. Yeah. 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 All three of the Pillarmen are named after a band: The Cars, ACDC, and Wham. Yeah. Wham. Wham. God, I love that voice actor so much. He does amazing work. I, he's, I mainly know him for being writer in Fate Zero. Mm -hmm. Writer, he's... Uh, he, he is extremely prolific, and he is definitely one of my favorites in uh, anime today. Yeah. Mezamete Tamai, Warutachiyo. I kind of wish he'd saved ACDC for later. Um. Yeah. Like him. You thought they they he beat one of the pillar men of <laughs> No. Like. No. 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 I mean. Uh. Not. Not the character. I mean. The, oh, the, the band. Yeah. yeah. I. I wish he. I wish he'd known he was. He was going to be doing stands are all music references, and then he was like, okay, we'll, we'll save ACDC for later. We'll have like a, Angus Young. Or something, or an Angus Johnson who has the stand ACDC with its power highway to hell or high voltage or something. High voltage well, would be good, actually. And, and funny you say that, I mean, D4C does exist. Yeah. What? Part 7. Uh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I know nothing about 7. So uh, the, the main villain of Part 7, Funny Valentine, okay. his stand is uh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap or D4C. Okay. Yeah, I think there's also another ACDC song. There, I think there is. If not, then I'm going crazy. I, I'm sure there is. I just can't the remember it off the top of my head. Up in my oh, um, so many. Songs. I think high. Oh, Highway to Hell is in part six. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. The ACDC, ACDC does one sound really well, and that's it. Like that, you've heard one ACDC song. You've kind of heard them all. Not counting yeah, like the, it's a good, it's a good song. Yeah, it's a good sound. Not counting their like first two albums, which there's more variants. Like they they kind of delve into other air genres a little more. Like mm -hmm. the first two albums could almost there's there's some things that almost sound punkish in the first in a uh, high voltage and dirty deeds under cheap, um, but uh, for the most part, like especially everything past, I'll say highway to hell, everything's kind of the same. <laughs> Um, it's all still good though. They're good songs, Brent. They're good songs, Brent. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't, don't get. <laughs> For most of my life, ACDC was my favorite band. Um, don't get a twi Don't get a twisted sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but twisted sister would be a good name for a stand. It would be. Um, the point I wanted I to get to down. is there's a lot of their songs that would just make good stands good stands especially like for yeah. so many of their songs are electric 
electricity themed, high voltage, yeah. thunderstruck. Um, mm-hmm. Short, yeah, I mean, other stuff like that. Yeah, um, I mean, there's nothing stopping him because Iraqi did make two ice stands, so he could make another electric mm-hmm. stand. Yeah. It would just have to use electricity in a different way to uh, chili peppers from part four. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of ways you can use electricity. Um, For sure. But, but yeah. Um, uh... Speaking on the Pillarmen themselves, it really was a hard act to follow Dio. It's such a hard act to follow Dio, but I... I... The Pillarmen are... I feel slightly more foundational than Dio because they are from what Dio comes from. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's an interesting it, it's an interesting dichotomy to go from this is Dio and then this is what is originally the creator of what Dio is because if it were not for the stone masks Dio would not have existed. Dio himself as a person would have existed, but his powers and the instrument of what he used to be such a giant tool at the latter half of part one would not have been. To make it very, I find it very interesting to go from that, from Dio himself to the reasoning why Dio is there. To, to make a comparison, it, it's like going from Big Chap in Alien to the Queen in Alien 2. In Aliens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, sure. it, it, it's a... I'm not saying Iraqi had it planned that way, but I think as soon as he knew there was going to be a part two, he knew I had to go back to the origin of the stone mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I need to explain that more. Because that's something... Like, he explained it came from Mexico. That's not enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Dio came back. And yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually like, I really like part one Dio. Uh, I like the Pillar Man more than part three Dio. Hmm. Um, I like the, I like the Pillar Man as a unit. Yeah. But like, we, me and Adrian actually talked about this when we were watching it like cars actually starts off kind of interesting but then he just takes this really hard swerve into being an asshole for no reason yeah i i i think i explained during our watch that uh the expectation and desire to get uh the the redstone of asia kind of corrupted his thought process because at first it's like yeah we need this but we we don't know where it's at but then they find out this is where it's at and then cars is like get me that shit right now and then it just kind of devolved from there and i think cars just what iraqi kind of just lost cars this whole jam in the the, the thought process of, well, he needs to get the red stone, and he's going to do it what, no like matter that, what. Like, that, that, the, the two scenes, the, there's an aspect of personality that we should explore more, like, two scenes specifically, that shot, uh, that scene where he cuts the car in half so it doesn't hit the dog, or when he actively avoids hitting a flower at the bottom of a cliff. Yeah, those like why those two like, things why? are because... so 
interesting to delve into character wise and then they're just never brought up again and i don't think that Araki really because they're establishment they're there to show that he the only life form he has true disdain for is humanity yeah yeah but it it's never explored it, it isn't we, no it really i i yeah more, yeah like we we'd never like that's just we, that's just like yeah we could glean stuff from that but like it it's never actually explored within the the thing itself and actually expanded upon in the actual part which is a shame because that would actually make cars stand out more as a JoJo villain because unfortunately he probably is the weakest big bad of JoJo. Yeah, I will give you that. Um, personality wise. Yeah, person. Yeah. Um, but he looks fabulous. Oh my god, yes. I, I think what happened there is um, you you write fan fiction. You you're you also plot out stories in D anD. Yes. Um, I mean, Adrian also writes fan fiction. Yes, I, both I, of you. Yes. Um, I I don't really write that often. Uh, I I do more stories in my head, um, mm-hmm. and then I I make custom action figures based on the characters in those stories. Uh, oh, that yeah. that's I I don't much care for the act of writing. It's not. I love reading, <laughs> but I don't much mm-hmm. care for the actual act of sitting down and writing stories. I I don't enjoy it. Um, yeah. But I enjoy coming up with the stories in my head and they're just sort of outlines and little like snippets of dialogue, really. Oh, yeah. uh, that that's the extent of it for me. Uh, and then daydreaming, a, daydreaming about a story. Yes. Actually sitting down and writing it. No. Yeah. Uh, except I don't actually, except the thought of sitting down to write it never occurs to me. Um, yeah. Uh, the closest I get is uh, I will sometimes I used to, I used to do like uh, silent visual storytelling with action figure photography. Like I, I would um, stage out fight scenes or like things that were happening. And then I, I do photo series and you can find those on my Instagram. There's not a lot of them. There's maybe two or three worth looking at, but um, actually there's only two or three that are actual series and, the others are standalone, but they tell stories through that. Um, and I have mm-hmm. planned out in my head, uh, as soon as I can find a good programming for like laying out comic, like comic page layouts, uh, mm-hmm. I have actual like comic pages I want to do in that style. Because uh, uh, that's. If I may offer a programming suggestion, uh, I have uh, Clip Studio Paint, and it is uh, excellent for uh, comic pages. Awesome. I will. I'm gonna look into that because um, that is something I definitely want. Uh, let me write that. I'm gonna take a second to write that down. Where's You're my, welcome. Where are my post-its? There we go. You said Clip Studio Paint. Yep. Uh, they go on sale quite frequently, so cool. you'll be able to most le- definitely find a, a a sale going on where you can snatch up the uh, program. It's it's not that terribly expensive. Awesome. Yeah, because I, uh, I recently had the misfortune of purchasing Microsoft Word. I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah, that's, that's $140 down the drain. Did you, did you have to buy it? 
Yeah, because I for school it's ugh. That's oh, terrible yeah. because otherwise I would have just told you to use Open Office. Yeah, I, I tried doing the online thing, and but I have to actually I'm online courses, so I have to save a file and submit it. And uh, I got five points off a twenty point assignment uh, recently, which makes it like a seventy something. Um, garbage fire. Uh, oh, because That's his. Somewhere between me downloading a copy from the cloud computing word to it going into a zip folder and then it getting to his computer became in a state that Windows would not open. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I just had to bite the bullet. And I, I tried two times, like a... There was some computer. My mom hired two like a computer repairman, not two computer repairmen, but it's like a service, and they sent two guys because we had like a issues with our internet connection, and the cable company came out and they were no help, so they she called them in and they uh, suggested uh, and they noticed uh, you know your your original Windows isn't activated. And I was like, oh yeah, and they're like. You know, there's cheaper ways of getting that uh, that still give you a legal copy of Windows, and they showed me that and worked great. Legal copy of Windows all activated, and I tried to recreate that process twice with Microsoft Word, well, Microsoft Office specifically, and I couldn't get it to work. Uh, I bought Microsoft Office twice, uh, and neither one would activate. Ay ay ay. And so then I just. Then I started using the uh, online cloud computing word. Uh, and, and today I just had to bite the bullet and fucking buy $140 worth of word processing power from the uh, Microsoft store. Uh, and my mom, you know, she she chipped in. She, you know, reimbursed me for half of it. But still, it's $70. Is when you're unemployed and... You're not getting that bonus uh, COVID unemployment. It's it's seventy is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway. But yeah, uh, Clip Studio. Gonna look for that. But but to my point, sorry, that was a big sidetrack, and I'm sorry about that. It was a no. It's fine. We do this. We do that on this show. Yeah, <laughs> I still feel like I need to apologize to the listener. Um, Remember when we went on that long tangent about YA novels in the last episode? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, but but my Your point is... about the fanfiction. Yeah, well, about writing, actually. It's just writing yeah. over. I'm, I'm hoping to use you guys doing fanfiction as a, a point of relation. There are sometimes mm -hmm. things that you... That writers will, like, plan out in their head, and they'll be like, I've got that in my head. I've got that point in my head. And I'll just give a little nod to that point in my head, but I don't really think the reader needs any more than that. And that becomes a point that the reader wishes he would expand on, or mm -hmm. she, that they would expand on. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Cars' disdain for humanity and no other life form is one of those situations where Iraqi was just like, that's enough. That, 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 that's enough to establish it, and you don't need to expand on it. 
Uh, I disagree as well, but I think that's his thought process. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Because, I mean, the most developed of the Pillar Men is, is Wham. Yes. Wamu. Love him. Who doesn't like Wamu? Love this big bitch. Because he's the... I mean, he, it, it, his character isn't complicated. He's the I'm the honorable warrior guy, you know? They, they give him the most uh, development, though. Yeah, he has the most development. The most nuance, I would think. Nuance. Yeah, the most yeah. nuance, for sure. Because ACDC really only has that one fight with Joseph to like really establish his character. And, of course, the scene afterwards. Well, I forgot about that bit where he was just a brain. I forgot about that. Yeah. How could you forget about that? That's my favorite part about ACDC, is that he was just like a fucking brain for like a hot minute. And that was great. No, it's just fiend without a face. It's very fun. That's for I love it. Yeah, for you, for you, for you to, for you fans of horror for vintage horror movies, Fiend Without a Face. Very good. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember when we were watching that, and you're like, "Man, ACDC needs more love." I'm like, "Does he?" Yes. Does he really? Yes. He needs more development. He does. I still stand that ACDC does need more love. He is. He he has he wasn't given enough love from Araki himself, which I find is a shame because mm-hmm. I, I think he's an interesting character. I think that ACDC could be a very well defined, very well nuanced character, but because of Araki just wanting to get it over with and get the fight over with, and how David Pro just kind of took those three episodes to go over ACDC that he wasn't as well developed as I want to say Wham or Cars was which is a shame because ACDC helped raise Wham and Santana so there should be more of him in you know Wham and Santana and I think maybe Santana got a little bit more of ACDC than uh, Wham did but we didn't really get a lot of Santana either and that that's also a shame. It's the the issue of... I don't know if you run into this as much in fan fiction, um, but when you're working with an editor and a publisher, you, you, they, they're more strict about you know pacing. And yeah. you, oh, yeah. you sometimes yeah, yeah, have to sure. sacrifice things you want to talk about for the sake of it points at literally any shonen series ever. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also have to consider the things that the editor and the publisher are demanding you put in and you probably have to cut out even more things you want to put in. So I'm sure Araki wanted to expand on Cars and ACDC but really only had time for Wham. I mean, there's also the whole like Araki had really only, like, the, there's also the, the thing to be said for with Araki is that this is really early in Araki's career. Yeah. yeah. He didn't have the, the pull to yeah. do what he wanted. He was... Well, not just that, but, like, he was still, like, becoming who he would eventually become. Yeah. You know, like, he wasn't fully developed. Like, there's there's something to be said for, like, he probably looks back on him like, man, I, I probably should have developed him more, but I just wasn't thinking about it at the time. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, like, it just as a, a... I do that all the time. 
as a writer, you look back on your old work and you're like, oh man, I could have done so much better now that I've had more experience. Mm -hmm. Here's the only reason I, I, I don't think that's quite as much the situation. Because, yes, that is certainly a thing that happens. Araki was a younger writer. He was newer. He'd only, to... done, a, he'd, he'd only, he'd only done, like, one other manga before this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, which was referenced in part two of the anime. Yeah. yeah, Bao. That's just what Joseph's reading on the plane. Yeah. Good um, but it's just because Wham! did get that development, and you saw those two moments with Cars where they hinted at something more. It really makes me feel like it was editor uh, interference. Probably, yeah. I mean, I might argue that if freaking Strawheim didn't get more development than Cars. Strawheim did get a lot of development, and I'm very yeah. angry about this. Yeah. yeah. I would probably like Strawheim if he wasn't a Nazi. Yeah. No, that that's how I feel about it too. Yeah. Shame you're a Nazi. I might like you. Yeah. Real shame that. He still deserves to get oh. inglorious bastarded, but. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I mean, he basically does. He does get killed in Stalingrad. So, oh, that's not know. what I meant. I mean, well, that too. Yeah. The uh, you know the. We need, uh, a, we need a hot bear Jew to ca take care of him. That yeah. that's not even what I meant either. It it's the uh, we don't think. You should be able to go home, take off your uniform, and no one knows. It, it yeah. Uh, yeah. The gruesome uh, carving into the forehead, that that's what I think he deserves. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's what they but, all deserved. But going back to, like, Joseph as a character, I think he is immediately established, not just, like, he's just kind of established, like, with that scene with Smoke Air Lamb, but, like, the scene that really cements what his character is is his fight with Stray's. Um, mm. when he just like, aha, I pulled a grenade, but wait, there were more grenades. <laughs> or when he just like, pulls the Tommy gun those... out of fucking... he just pulls a Tommy gun on the fucking guy in the middle of the street. I love Joseph Joestar. I hate Joseph Joestar. These are my true feelings. <laughs> that scene with the mirror where he's like, aha, you attacked my reflection, idiot. Should have kept... You should have had more fucking uh, time outside out of your uh, cloistered little monastic order. I'm just like, Joseph, you're terrible. I love you. You're terrible. You're a terrible you're person. Such an ass. I love him. I, love I mean, him. but I'll, we also have to give credit to Joseph. He did create the greatest and most powerful technique in any anime ever. Running the fuck away. <laughs> Running the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> Me Gerundio Smokey. Speaking I of love... Smokey, uh, mm -hmm. that that that's something Part Two has in with one and no other JoJo. In that there's the. Do you think a Rocky saw Indiana Jones was like, oh, I like short round, I like that concept, let's put it in, and then yeah, both just kind of fell flat and. No, no, there, there, are, uh, there are other uh, black characters, definitely. And the, oh, like, I don't mean black character. I mean the like sidekick, teenage sidekick who's like, you know, sure thing, Doctor Jones. You know, like short round in Indiana Jones. Oh uh, yeah. He tried to do it in part one. Tried to do it in part two, and in part three. Who was it in part three? 
Uh, the little girl that they saved from the orangutan. That's right, yeah! Her name is Anne. We, we, Anne, we yeah. I, I, I had to look it up because uh, she's important to me, and I love mm her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then he never he never really tried it after that point. Yeah, the, but... Because it, it's another thing that he's just like, there's nothing there, I guess. I like the idea, but I never really used it, yeah. and then the editor's like, you know, this I probably had to fight my editor too hard to get this in in the first place because that's kind of a useless thing. It's not needed, really. So that's the sort of thing an editor would take out immediately. Uh... I have a hard time trying to imagine the editor for Hirohiko Araki, honestly. Because just imagine the kind of bullshit pulls he would try to pull on me. And I'm just like... No, Araki, we can't do this right now. No, can we not have this character make... Th You're gonna make this character drink pee? Okay, we're gonna make this character drink pee now. Alright. It's like, it's, it's like, it was like watching the Final Fantasy XIV devs talk to Yoko Taro. Yeah. <laughs> Araki and Yoko Taro are kind of in the uh, the same class there. No, yeah. no, Yoko Taro, we can't have... The, we can't have... These permadeath. characters all die when he, he, they get hit by a ball. We can't have it go all the way to the beginning of the raid. Really? Huh. Yeah. Shame. And then the, 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 to complete the Holy Trinity is the, the, the genius Kojumbo. Yeah. Well, no. Well, yeah. Ko Ko Kojima, come on, man. He, he completes the Trinity. I, I, I was going to say he's like in a class of his own because that's... Are you kidding me? <laughs> Okay, he's not in a class of his own. Yoko okay, Taro no. and Araki and him are like all on that level, man. Uh, <sighs> it, it is because Kojima doesn't have an editor now that Death Stranding was like it was. Yeah, I I need to clarify what I mean. Like he's not in a class of his own, but I think he's closer to like the David Lynch territory. Oh, I mean, you say that, but like Hirohiko Araki did have an art exhibition at the Louvre. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Oh, oh no, 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 no! I don't mean that as like. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not expressing myself proper. Um, what I mean is like. <laughs> okay, Araki and Yokotaro are weirdos, right? And Kojima's a weirdo too. You are... Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, no, no, no. They're all three weirdos. But I think Yoko Taro and Araki revel in their weirdness. And Kojima's like, no, you're all weird. I'm the sane one. Yeah, no, I can see where you're coming from here. Yeah, definitely. I I could kind of see that, I guess. I don't know. Because Kojima but is I, okay. I mean, they do. Like, no, I get. No, I I, I. I. I can see. I can. I can clarify this even more. Mm -hmm. Kojima's up his own ass. Absolutely. <laughs> Araki okay, here's, here's... and Yoko Taro. Yoko Taro is like. Yoko Taro is like. He doesn't have an ass to be up. He just wants. To piss people off because he thinks he, he wants to make complicated shit uh and he, he wants to 
he he's, he's he enjoys complicated for the sake of complicated, and he's a weirdo, but he's not up his own ass. Um, and and Iraqi is like he revels in his weirdness, but he knows it's weird, and that's why he enjoys it. Now, I would like to make a a, a, a side note to that. Kojima is up his own ass. However, he knows he's up his own ass and also revels in the fact that he's up his own ass. Yeah, you're right. Um, I just think... I'll say Kojima and Yogotaro are closer than Araki is to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like they, they both... More so Kojima, he tries to write things that are prolific, and they're like booting your face in that way. You, you, the booting your face kind of prolific. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm-hmm. this is obviously an anti-war story and anti-military-industrial complex and stuff like that. And and it's you know he's clearly not stupid because a lot of it is almost predictive at this point. Uh, yeah, it's uh, scarily so, actually. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I think Iraqi just set out, like, I want to make something weird. I just really want to fuck this shit up. There was, a, there was a video essay I saw about something similar to this. And it was JoJo's Bizarre Adventure meme or masterpiece. Yes. It's both. The in- it's both. Yeah, it's both. The answer is yes. It's both. Yes. I mean, to to cement my point even further, it's right there in the name, bizarre. Yeah. He Jojo. Uh, it, it's in yeah. the thesis of the series. This is bizarre. This is weird. This is abnormal. You're gonna love it. God. Yeah, and the, it's it's it was just examining the whole like, the two extremes of the Jojo fandom of like. JoJo is just jokes. Why are you examining it in any capacity? Which is stupid, and no, I hate it. it but yeah. also, I I also hate the other side of it, which is JoJo is an untouched masterpiece. How dare you call it silly? No, it, it it's both. Like yeah, poopy. It's very funny. That that second class of JoJo fan needs to go be with Kojima. <laughs> uh, Remember when JoJo? Remember when Joseph stuffed a pigeon down that lady's throat? Yeah. (laughs) It's right there baked into the name. It's bizarre. It's weird, and you're going to love it, and you need to revel in it, because Araki revels in it. Remember Uh, when Joseph decided, I'm going to pull the biggest fucking parent on this stupid Aztec whore, and he started saying, yeah, I planned this out from the of this shit and he's just like that's the biggest ass pool don't tell anyone <laughs> yeah was like Jojo did you plan this from the beginning hell yeah I did I planned this all from the start I had did nothing of the sort but I want to fucking rub his nose in it okay uh, I, I'm gonna need to save real quick uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have to take a break mm-hmm. okay Um, it is time for us to take a break it's time but I feel All like right. we have more to say. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, we, oh we do. We have we have to talk about Caesar. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we will be back after a short break. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and upon our return, we'll be talking about Caesar and probably Lisa Lisa. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, so, you know, uh, refill your water, get yourself a snack, and uh, when we're back, we're back. See you then. Acme Podcasts Incorporated. On. Acme Podcasts Incorporated. What's happening? What's happening? Hey! Hey! You wanna die? Look, Joe! Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! What's up, buddy? What's that? What's up, Sean Paul? What's happening? Hey! Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. it's about that time to turn the thing on out. Pop it loud and let the fucking shots! Ay, 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 ay! Turn down for what? And welcome back, everybody, to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I am still your host, Lazy Jay, and with me, as always, in this okay. episode, is... It's Kaiju Emperor. Hey, what's up, everybody? And I'm Adrian. Alrighty. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, before before we get back into JoJo, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to finish on a point that we was talking about before. Mm-hmm. Specifically, our conversation about uh, Araki and... Yokotaro and Kojima. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a third person I wanted to put in there that wasn't Kojima, and I couldn't remember the name until I was out walking the dog. Mm-hmm. Kamiya. Ah. Kamiya is also very weird, yeah. 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 Hideki Kamiya is also very weird. And, and it's... I feel like that's a better... I feel like he's a better... He and Yoko Taro are similar because they want to have an adversarial relationship with their fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, Kamiya's like the Lady of Pain from Planescape. If you dare to worship her, she will send you to the mazes. Mm-hmm. And that's what Kamiya will do with his Twitter bans. It's an honor to be banned by you, Mr. Kamiya. Yeah. Uh... Love a lady of pain, by the way. That's I just I do, I, just, I do too. I do too. Yeah. I, I want to make a character who is just always at risk of getting sent to the mazes because he doesn't worship the lady of pain, but he's horny for the lady of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh but that that's besides the point. Uh that that's the point I wanna make. Uh so yeah, Caesar. Let's talk Caesar. The best like... Go on. man in the world. Do you like uh, bubbles? I love bubbles. Do you bubbles like... was the first word I said that wasn't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, I don't. I don't doubt you. I don't doubt you. Uh, I, I, I spoke really late in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a, a neurological condition as a child known as motor apraxia. Which means uh, your brain defaults to alternative forms of communication other than verbal speech, mm-hmm. um, or organized language in some cases. Which yeah. I would say things like "is" and I would point to something and it'd be like something I want to look at, um, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't 
I, I, I was like three years old and I couldn't say anything other than is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually remember my first word. And the first time I spoke was I was taking a walk with my dad and, uh, and Oh, another setup for the story is I'd been in speech therapy for like years mm-hmm. uh, to, to move it along. And the first time I said words was uh, I was taking a walk with my dad and we, we rented a house on a horse farm in Southern New Jersey at the time. And uh, the horses had broken out of their corral. And we saw this as we were coming back from our walk. And my dad just, and I fucking horses. And I went, fucking horses. <laughs> Uh, he was like, "Oh God, damn it! Oh, God damn it!" No, I, I'm kidding. I I didn't actually do that. He, but he did say, "Oh God damn it!" Uh, and then I don't think I spoke again until next time in speech therapy when they got me to say the word "bubbles." I'm very <laughs> uh, so bubbles was my second word. Well, all right then. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yes, I do like bubbles. Caesar, uh, that listen. I appreciate a lot of the time Iraqi isn't subtle with his symbolism. Yeah. But Caesar is a good example of really subtle symbolism. Mm-hmm. Because Wamu mentions it after Caesar's death. Bubbles are beautiful, but fleeting. Yeah. Kills you every time. Huh, Adrian? Look, I still cry every time I listen to that song. The song that they had specifically written for Caesar. Caesar's death. Mm-hmm. That 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 aria. Yeah. I, who, who's cutting onions in here? Because it's <laughs> not me. What is um? Is Caesar specific? musical reference as well or no um i mean it's a caesar is specifically a reference to ancient uh rome with julius okay. caesar okay. uh the same with uh gyro in uh part seven because okay. gyro's actual name is julius um oh, okay. but mm-hmm. it's the zeppelli zeppelin uh, okay, right. so it's just Zeppelin again. Okay. Yes. Yeah, his full name is Caesar Antonio Zeppelli. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, just curious. Yeah. Caesar Antonio Zeppelli. But yeah, it is just the Led Zeppelin thing. Okay. Again. Yeah, another Led Zeppelin. Um, I can't remember if it might be Antonio, just Serotonian Led Zeppelin? Maybe. It, it, it says it's just Julius Caesar and Led Zeppelin. Mm. Yeah, no, there's not a Tony in Led Zeppelin, so there's. I don't think it's a. That's a reference in and of itself. Oh, I just had a thought. It it, it just killed me inside a little. Oh whoa well, whoa. Well. Apparently, it's Caesar's favorite flower is sunflowers. Yeah, that's why people draw him a lot with sunflowers, and why people write a lot of fic where Joseph is bringing him sunflowers. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, this is something that Iraqi from part uh, it, from part two onwards that Iraqi does with death in general, because I mean, in mo- most death in fiction is I get my last dying words as you cradle me in your arms, shit, and I get my long epic speech, which happens with Grandpa's Apelli in part one. Yeah, but from part two onwards, 
Death in JoJo is swift, brutal, and harsh. It's uh, it's very uh, uh, George R. R. Martin ish in that way. It, it is. It, it's it's mm-hmm. so. And and it really sucks because a lot of the times the death is as swift as their life. Well, in one case specifically for part four, mm-hmm. my favorite character's death in part four, and I'm not going to spoil it, is possibly one of the worst deaths in JoJo. Mm-hmm. And it still breaks my heart. I mean, Av- Avdol's is fucking brutal, man. It's yeah. Avdol's is fucking brutal, but I, I, I truly believe that my favorite character in Part Four, his is unjustified. And so I, is I'm yeah, still pissed off about Shigechi's death. So is freaking, uh, you know, who is bird death is also fucking cold and brutal. Mm. Narancia. Yeah. It's always the children. I mean, Bruno's Ar- death isn't pretty either. Ar- well, Araki is one of the few people in media today that has no qualms about killing children. And I think... Mm-hmm. I-, I-, I don't admire him for that because I, I truly believe that it- you should at least try to not kill children in media today. Uh, children deserve better. I am H.O. But yeah. if you're going to kill them, Araki does it well. Because yeah. at least he doesn't make them suffer. Yeah. I, I, I'm of the mind that, like, uh, if you're going to kill a child, it has to really serve the story. Mm-hmm. Death uh, never it, feels it, pointless in JoJo. Yeah. Uh, it, it shouldn't be pointless. Uh, at least when it comes to named characters, anyway. Yeah, Kai knows this, but I don't know if you do. But I'm actually a rather fond of character death in media. Um, I don't care for the overuse of it in things, but I do enjoy when it can provide an emotional impact for a character. Uh, not in the like. I'm doing this because my wife was murdered way, but I mean like mm-hmm. you you got time to love this character and then their death is now motivation. Yeah. Um I love that I, I love that in media. Caesar's um, a perfect example of that. Yes. Uh and I, I think I think Araki has a pretty good track record of killing my favorite character in each JoJo. Wow, is Caesar your favorite? Caesar was my favorite that season, yeah. Uh, Zapelli was my favorite in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avdol, Avdol was tied with Polnareff. Mm. I mean, Polnareff lives. Yeah, Polnareff does live. Yeah, uh, you know, but but I... Avdol does. But like I said, Avdol was tied with Polnareff, so mm-hmm. Avdol was also my favorite character. You know, I think um, there's a. Go on, sorry. Okuyasu dies, doesn't he? No, no he doesn't. Okuyasu... Absolutely. Uh, I oh, would okay. probably so be was... more upset if Okuyasu had died because okay. Okuyasu lives. Okay. Okuyasu does that... Also, part that... four is like the one series with the least amount of death. 
It's the least tragic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's the one that broke it. But then in part, uh, Mista dies, right? In part, no, Mista lives. Mista also. Five. Yeah. No, Mista Sex lives. pistols. Sex pistols is Mista, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, Mista lives. All right. So yeah, it was part four that broke the record. Most of the people in the gang in part five do die, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Abakio, Norancia, Bruno. Yeah. Uh, but Fugo yeah, the f- lives, but that's only because Fugo lives to go on to tell his own story. Yeah, yeah. And, and feedback. Yeah, God loves. But yeah, in, in the first three parts, my favorite character, with the exception of Polnareff, uh, because Avdol and Polnareff, equally my favorite character that season, they all die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. The you know the re- you know why I think Araki didn't kill Polnareff? Why? Because. I think that not only if, if if he hadn't if he hadn't killed anybody else he would have, but um, I think because Polnareff's sister was already dead, and he his story was already a tragedy. Yeah, I think that's the reason he didn't kill Polnareff. Yeah. If nobody th- el- if, if nobody else had died, he probably still would have though. And I think that's probably also why he didn't kill. Okuyasu. Yeah, Okuyasu's mm-hmm. family was extremely tragic, and it is. <sighs> I love Okuyasu so much. Mm-hmm. I love... We are all love Okuyasu. Yeah, if he's my favorite. Okuyasu, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, but um, going back to Caesar. Yeah. The it it, it is a. It's harsh, and it's it's death is always it's not always romantic like it is in the movies. No, it isn't. Yeah, which I appreciate from Araki that he's willing to like kill his characters in such cal like almost callous ways. Yeah, I I don't much care for the lingering for the I've died in your arms, brother. Kind of scene, it it worked for Baron Zeppeli, um, mm-hmm. but I I generally prefer Swift Death in media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it can work; it just has to be done well. Yeah, it, it's all. It, it just feels a little tired at this point to me. Oh yeah, totally. It is. It's and and it also, um, this is more of an issue in live action than in animation. But you still sometimes see it in animation. It it's too often gives actors a chance to ham it up in a scene that should be serious outside of, you know, like a farcical comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which in a farcical comedy, ham it up works perfect. Uh, but, but in a serious, in a drama or an action, it, it kind of ruins it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are, um, Caesar is one of those, uh, one of those, uh, characters that people like to draw a lot in AUs where he's alive along with Kakua and they're probably the two of the most popular characters people like to draw in yeah. AUs where they live. God, I, and I love it. I love it so much because it means I get old Caesar art so much. <laughs> 
you get to see old Caesar makes, hanging out with old Joseph. You get to see old Caesar hanging out with old Joseph and old Susan Q and Caesar just beating the shit out of Joseph like, you fucking cheated on our wife? What the hell is wrong with you? You cheated on our wife. What's wrong with you? You dumb piece of shit. I also just like the, uh, in, in, uh, let the serious, I, I, well, I mean, that's not exactly serious, but that, that is a serious grievance. I kind of like it devolving into like a petty rivalry, like, uh, I bet I could ride this rascal scooter faster than you. No, I can't, you can! God, that'd be really funny, actually. Yeah. I'm going to use Hamon to increase the wheel speed of my rascal. Yeah, but I stick a V8 on the back of mine. <laughs> they would do that. They would yeah. do that. They're stupid enough to do that. They're stupid together. And I think that's yeah. what makes them as the very best of the more common JoJo pairings. Because there's a lot of JoJo pairings. JoJo's extremely gay. Did you guys know that? Did you guys yeah. know that JoJo's is really gay? Yeah. JoJo's we, is really gay. We, me and Laser actually had a long conversation about this. Yeah. She's super gay. Like, Laser asked me, why is... Why? Yeah. And then I explained it to him. Yeah, the the, the viewers have heard... The eroticism of two muscly men getting together and beating the shit out of each other. Well, that, well, that and it comes down to, like, shonen anime and manga in general. The, yeah. the viewers have heard it yeah, before. But, yeah. uh, this, this, you can explain this later. Okay, um sure. Off mic. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, I just want to say uh, if if Caesar had lived, mm-hmm. we would have gotten Jackass a lot sooner. Because uh, yeah. it would have just it would have been them. They would have made Jackass long before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I'm also just imagining old Joseph in part four and part three in part four and Caesar's still there and he looks he looks still looks great because Joseph stopped using Hamon. Yeah. Caesar hasn't because Caesar has respect for his sensei and <laughs> so Caesar's still looking like uh, like barely in his 40s at 75 and I'm just like well now. Speaking of sensei's. Lisa Lisa. Lisa Lisa. Uh, Lisa Lisa's so sexy. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else to no, no, there's so much more to say. Lisa Lisa is beautiful. She is an amazingly strong character. I think Araki kind of nailed it with her at first. At first. Yeah. And, at then... First, and then she became a, uh, a kind of damsel. And then Araki kind of was like, you know what? I kind of fucked all my women characters at first, didn't I? I'm going to go back and fix that. And that's why part six exists. But... Yeah, that's why part six exists. Because the majority of the cast of part six is whamming. Is yep. Beautiful whamin. Foo Fighters and uh, freaking Jolene and uh, Ermes. I love this lesbian threesome. Mm-hmm. Every, I know I know things about part five, six. The thing that I hear the most about part six is that everyone loves Foo Fighters. It, it, it's every trans woman loves Foo Fighters, which is 
uh, astonishingly, a, a large percentage of the people we hang out with, Joey, mm-hmm. is a shit ton of trans women. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, sometimes the family is just, uh, you know, two lesbians and their uh, collective girlfriend who is actually just a bunch of sea plankton possessing a dead body. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know. And that's yeah, okay. You know, that's okay. Yeah. And their dad, who's a marine biologist. Yeah. Except that, that, that yeah, well, that, that's family. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, family. It's family. It's family. I forgot that I said the word family and not something else. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that's their father. Oh, yeah, family. That fam- Father is family. Yeah. Father is family. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Lisa, Lisa, she gets one cool moment and then... Know about you, she's got several cool moments. That's where yeah. she's like, Yeah, perish at the top of the oh, hill. Yeah, that... You wouldn't let me know. die, would you? Yeah, the, the, the whole training arc, bitch. I would perish. The, the whole training arc is cool moments for Lisa Lisa. Lisa yeah, so uh, but but then they kind of stop, yeah. they peter out. And then she gets to beat Wired back, and then that's it. That's the last cool thing she gets to do. Mm. I mean, she like, calls Cars' bluff after that, so that I, I find that cool. I, I like seeing her take charge of the situation, because that's... As the sensei, as the teacher, she does have to do that. She takes charge of it all. But she mm-hmm. took charge of Cars in such a way that just... It, it felt so satisfying to watch... You know what really sucks? Go on. Cars deserved it. Cars deserved it. Mm. Fuck you, Cars. You're an asshole. You know what really sucks about that? Is that the the, the series of events that occurred at the end of part two could have still occurred if Lisa Lisa had beaten Cars. Yeah. Like, in a last, like, he could have, like, gotten his shit fucked up by Lisa Lisa in a cool fight. And then in a last ditch effort, he snatches the the stone, and then the whole shit goes down, right? Like it could yeah. that it still could have happened. At least, like Lisa Lisa could have still been cool, and then it would have been up to the two of them to be ultimate cars. Yeah, yeah, it's it it it's truly a, a lost uh a, a unfortunate example of a, a sismail writer. Uh, appealing to the majority of readers at the time, which were cis male uh, Japanese men in their young, early 20s. Well, yes. It, it's also the fact that it, it, it was posted in Shonen Jump, which it, yeah. boys jump. It, it's mm-hmm. a series targeted at boys. Yeah. That's not to say girls don't like it, but it it's... have the. Yeah, they've chosen their market, and anything else is incidental to them. Yes, this is probably um, why Araki started writing it as a seinen series. Honestly, yeah, but uh, even then, Senian is also targeted at older boys. Yeah, yeah, but it has a wider, yeah, you know, appeal. Yeah, because because um, but... um, Jose Jose is the female equivalent of Senian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Now, speaking it, of Ultimate Cars, yeah. I would be remiss, because we talked about the Jack the Ripper moment. I say this with no exaggeration, that the scene 
after Ultimate Cars transforms into Ultimate into the Ultimate Life Form is still to this day top five weirdest fucking things I've ever seen in this whole series. Yeah. I'm going to turn my yeah. hand into a squirrel. And then it's going to eat a bunch of Nazis. And then I'm going to turn it into a butterfly and a no, flower. flower, then butterfly. The flower, then butterfly. And then back to hand. I did like that. It's so fucking weird. And I it, love it. It's up there. It, like, I... We also, me and Agent talked about this, but like Cars' ability feels like Car Ultimate Cars kind of feels like the, the prototype for Gold Experience. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Because Gold Experience is Hamon combined with Ultimate Cars' ability, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Uh, you could almost say it's bizarre. You could almost <laughs> say. You might almost say that. I'm struggling to think of a weirder moment than that in all the parts of JoJo. I mean, I mean, just Jorno uh, turning his tooth into a jellyfish to drink a cup of piss was is up there. Yeah, that that a <laughs> lot of editor is just sobbing right now as we mentioned this. A lot of a lot of Giorno, uh, yeah, a lot of Giorno's uh, transformation stuff really hits that mark. But it it's fitting because he's a he's a Dio. This snake was born in the virus, so I will use its venom to create an antivirus. Stupid. Okay, we can't. We can't get into part five. We can't. I, we'll, yeah. I'll save it. I'll save it. Cause we'll get to part five eventually. 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 Um, yeah. But... C- cars... His final fate really is like the second worst fate of any JoJo villain. Yeah. Just sent into space until he loses consciousness and stops thinking. For those who don't, for those who want to know what the worst one is, it's Diavolo. (laughs) Yeah. Diavolo earns his place as the top uh, for the worst, but it's very, it's very poignant. I it's thought. the worst. It's the worst. It it's, is the worst, but it's supposed it's, to be the worst. I'm glad it's it, the worst because it, fuck. Yeah, it, it's deserved. That, that that's that's a point I was gonna make. Uh, yeah. I love that scene at the end when JoJo shows up at his own goddamn funeral. It's like whose funeral is it? I heard you were at the funeral. What's going on? And then he sees his own damn. You know, gravestones like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Susie Q, I thought you were sending a telegram. And she's like, I forgot. Whoops, I forgot. <laughs> and then they have the already married couple fight, which is. <sighs> the, the, the translation of the one that we watched was not the Crunchyroll translation, so it did not have the. Oh, you don't know about my cute wifey? Because I mm. believe that was what the Crunchyroll translation was. Is that yeah. uh, JoJo yeah. called her wifey. Which yeah. is so good. I mean, it, I bet it did have the translation of Little Caesar. Uh, nice, nice, very nice, Caesar-chan. Caesar-chan. <laughs> so good. 
very gay of you, Joseph. It's so gay of you, Joseph. And uh... speaking of Caesar again, to to bring up, I I I do want to bring up the the amazing sound work they did for the bubbles for, for for a for the bubbles yes but also during his death just all, a lot of the sound work that they did during jojo's mm-hmm. that during that part yeah it it felt softer up until joseph notices caesar's blood in which case then it goes full force again Mm. and it it really touches on the fact that they don't know where caesar is so they're still trying to have hope that maybe he's still out there and he's still alive maybe this bubble is just a bubble and he was able to get out and then they see the blood and then they lose it and i've been afraid to call out to him because i'm afraid he won't answer my heart. Mm-hmm. My poor, poor gay little heart. Mm-hmm. Jojo is suffering sometimes. Jojo is suffering, and I love it, and I hate it. And why do I still read this damn fucking manga? Because it's, it's good. <laughs> it's because so it's good. good. But also, I'm tired of crying, damn it. It could be worse. It could be. It could be One Piece. It could be One Piece. I could be crying after a ship. You could be crying over a goddamn boat. <sighs> Fuck you, Oda. Fuck you, Oda. How, how dare you make me cry over a boat? <laughs> Fuck you, Bassardo. Bassardo. All right. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to mention. I don't think so. Although the, the it, we talked about the, the use of colors and shit, Joe, part two feels like it got even more psychedelic with all the color shit. Honestly, for sure. Yeah, no. Uh, I I think it's because it was touching into the the late thirties, early forties, where a lot of. Am I wrong into thinking that's when Technicolor or test was Technicolor invented during then, or was Technicolor a little bit later? Uh, Technicolor was around there. It it was used uh, mostly. Well, it was only used in movie theaters because that was the only place you could actually show yeah uh, paint color film. Uh, yeah, not so much the 30s, but in the 40s. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think that's it. Might be because of the opening being so color yeah. heavy that they wanted to use even more psychedelic colors, like in the opening. Oh my god! Yeah. Possibly. Uh, interesting note on Technicolor, though. Uh, it it was a revolutionary thing, uh, but it got a bad rep in the '80s or '90s when uh, Ted Turner started Turner Classic Movies, and he just took all these old film, black and white films, and applied Technicolor to them. And people like this. This is an no. outrage. Yeah, mm. it, this doesn't look as good because it it wasn't it, it the Technicolor jobs were not as good, and it kind of ruined the mood of some of those films because a lot of those were the lighting was intended to For black and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. 
but in others it it was okay but yeah uh technicolor got a bad rap around then but when something was filmed with the intention of technicolor being applied it worked a lot better yeah i did remember one more thing i wanted to mention okay i'm sad that no other jojo part did this but the fact that Sono Chino Sadame plays during the climax. Yeah. Yeah. Is that one. so good. Like, I wish with all my heart that they had done that in any of the other parts. Mm. That would have been a, a, a very, very poignant uh, use of the song. Because Sono Chino Sadame is such a staple for Jojo now. Like, I I mentioned that's that's my username on Tumblr is Sonochino Sodomy. I've I've, it's so. It, nobody who is into JoJo doesn't know of Sonochino Sodomy, and everybody who is into JoJo loves Sonochino Sodomy because yeah. it's it it does describe the beginning of JoJo so well. I wasn't even thinking about using Sonochino Sadame throughout the all of JoJo, but it. I, I was I was talking about the openings of their respective parts, but that also works. Yeah, but no, Sonochino Sadame just specifically as that because yeah. it's a callback to the beginning. It's a callback to the start of when all this happened, and it's a callback to okay. the, what what is possibly the reason why this unfortunate series of adventures that this family is going through is happening is because of the fate of our blood. The now fate see, of our blood has brought, brought us together to fight this battle. Now see... Okay. I, I, I think I, I, a middle, I will... Here's a middle ground I would want. The last time it's used is in part 3. When... Joe Taro is doing his last big speech at Dio, and he does his final right before his final aura. Aura, Sono yeah. Chino Sadame starts playing. Yes, please. And Star Platinum, for those who don't know, is supposed to look like Jonathan. Yes. Yeah. And I would love the shadow of Jonathan Joe Star to appear behind Jotaro and turn into Star Platinum and beat the shit out of Dio. I got tingles, fam. Oh, yeah, you like just that shit? Thought, just the thought gave me them good Frisian tingles. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to argue in favor of it going through to six, but no, that, mm. that sounds really... Because six is the last of J Jonathan's bloodline yes. uh, before we yeah. get to alternate realities. Which uh, you just learned of today. Yeah, you were but today can, years old when you realized there are alternate realities in JoJo. Yeah, but you know, I can I can apply knowledge quick. Uh, but yeah, yeah, but um, now that I know that, it's lodged in my head. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's it lives there now. Um, Rent free. Uh, it, it's the landlord actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, or no, I'm the landlord. It, it's it's the uh, it's the superintendent now. It works for there me. You there you go. Uh, but uh, I I think when you put it like that, in that it's circling around to Jonathan again. That that I agree with. Yeah, because it's Dio, and it's it's the defeat of Dio. 
Yeah. That, that I, seems extremely. That screams. That that screams just uh, poignancy in and of itself. Yeah. I, I, I love a good meaningful final battle, and when it's done like that, it's it feels book ended almost. Yeah. I, I was gonna say because th there's something that I would have liked to have seen them do, mm -hmm. um, throughout the series that have been released and going forward up to si through six, but not mm -hmm. beyond six. I'd really love to see them do like uh, every time the final blow is put in on the villain, I'd like to see like a flash of first Jonathan landing that final blow on Dio, and then. Uh, Joseph landing that final blow on cars, and then uh, Jotaro's final uh, aura, aura on uh, on Dio again, yeah. and then uh, Josuke's final blow on uh, or final attack. Kira. I don't remember on Kira. Yeah, I don't remember how four ends if he punches him at the end or not. No. And then Jolene's no. final blow on whoever the villain in six is because I don't think I ever got that far. <laughs> oh well. We uh, mentioned him before, but it's we fine. mentioned him, but yeah, you'll you'll see him. Yeah, um, I, I think that would have been cool. Like it, it every time you know it's the end of the fight because you see the flash of all the other final blows, and in that moment, Sonochino Sadame plays. Mm -hmm. That would be tight. Yeah, that would be tight. Um, or at least an edit of that. I think uh, it, they they obviously they're not going to do that. They haven't done that, and I doubt Araki arranged it like that in the manga. Uh, again. I know he hasn't through five, but I don't know about six. Um, uh, but I'd like to see an edit like that, where like all the punches take place in the span of the Sonatina Sadame, the, the, the real loud one that just drags yeah. on at the end. Uh, yeah. Oh, Joe. Oh, no, no, no. no. The, the JoJo would be placed right as, right as, like right after the final. Mm -hmm. I in think the chain yeah that could work i really do like the just it being the last time we hear it is in part three yeah no 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 i i, I just i wanted to get that idea out of my head oh, yeah. for sure uh for sure. but i i completely agree with your idea more i i like yours it it's more symbolic it 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 fits better mine mm -hmm. it, it, it it wraps it up in a nice bow with like yeah i I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like mine would be, some fans would call it cheapening with time, with repetition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and others would just be like, it's just, it just becomes something you expect at a certain point, which is another sort of cheapening, I suppose. Um, but yours yeah. is really nice. It's like a nice little bow. Yeah. Thank you. Um, before we finally get off of JoJo and wrap things up, this is not related to part two or anything. This is just JoJo as a whole. I wanted to mention some JoJo news that we got yesterday, actually. Yeah. Okay. It was, uh, at the, it was at the end of us. Uh, was it at the end or was it in the middle of watching? Uh, it was. We were week. in the middle of watching. Yeah. So. Yeah, the last few episodes. We watch. There's a, a site that recently launched. It uh, it, it launched accidentally, called uh, JoJo Portal. Mm -hmm. uh, and they had a this said next event next day there's a next jojo announcement event is april of next year Ooh. and they the now that the site is officially opened we got a name for that event it's called inheritance of soul Ooh. 
for the and for, if you know part six, that could possibly be be part six. Nice. So, so it could be a part. We could finally be getting the announcement of part six next year. Hopefully, nice, that, nice, I'm, nice. I'm really hoping because I love part five, mm -hmm. but I think that part six is possibly some of Araki's funniest and most well-written works. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just love Jolene as a whole. Jolene is hilarious. Jolene is so goddamn funny. I totally I wasn't master I, I totally wasn't masturbating, I swear. You totally was not masturbating. I fucking love Jolene. But Jolene is so fun, and part six in and of itself is so damn weird that it just lends itself more and more to the weirdness that is JoJo's, that I yeah. think it would be remiss if David Pro didn't do it, and I think Araki himself would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you for not doing this one out of I'll all of my works? Also, especially since Part 5 was so successful, the part anime. Part 5 was so fucking successful! Like, Part 5, I've had friends for years, and they finally started watching JoJo when Part 5 aired, and I'm just, like, sitting here, I was like, it took you until now? What the hell? I I've mean, been killing this shit for years! What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, the, uh, other thing about that, uh, fuck, I lost my chat. I thought the... Sorry, I'm I'm loud. No, no, you're no, you're fine. You're so good. Um, the uh, so the so the hope is is that it's announced in April, mm -hmm. and then in the next like much like part five comes that like starts coming out like a couple months later. Yeah, if it's announced in April, I'd be hoping for like a June or July premiere. Yeah, that's what that happened with part. That's with what happened with part five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it'll be it'll be a because summer is a big. Uh, big anime. Big, yeah, big it, anime. It's, it, it's when uh, I mean everyone starts new seasons right around May June. So yeah, autumn and summer are like the two biggest seasons for anime. Yeah, um, that <laughs> that that's the same for all TV really. Like even American yeah, really. TV, it's the same. Yeah, so uh, that that might so we might get summer of JoJo again next year. Yeah. Oh, I I think we're always looking at summer of JoJo's. Uh, for mm. JoJo releases, that that's a summer anime. That's yeah. It's, yeah. it's so big and so ostentatious. Yeah. It can't be anything but a summer anime. Yeah. yeah, but um, that's that's I don't have any more things to say about part two or part one or anything. I'm good. Uh, Adrian, you good? I'm good. Uh, if you haven't yet watched JoJo's, it's watch JoJo. Phenomenal. Um, I will always love and be shilling for. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I don't have a tattoo on my back for nothing for it. <laughs> yeah. The uh, only other thing I got to say is uh, I appreciate it every time I watch a Jojo's, specifically this Jojo's. Uh, I'm always reminded of my love of uh, the band. Yes, but specifically Chris uh, Squire's bass lines. Yeah. Because mm. uh, Roundabout yeah. is goddamn. They're so so good. Uh, that that's some. It's played on my favorite bass, uh, a uh, a uh, Rickenbacker four thousand one, 
and it just sounds so beautiful. Sexy. Uh, yeah. Uh, nothing sounds quite like a Rick is the consensus. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you like the Rick sound, you like the Rick sound. If you don't, you don't. But you're insane if you don't. Yeah, uh, I, um, I'm with you on that, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're going to take another short break. When we get back, we're going to close this bitch out. See you later. And welcome back, everybody, to Acme Podcasting. For the last time this episode, uh... That's JoJo season one, parts one and two. Uh, I stand by my my stance of like I like JoJo. I just prefer it as a manga than, or at least with part one and two, uh, I prefer those as manga. I ha- I haven't watched anything. This is the only JoJo anime I've watched, and I watched it before this. I I read three. And I was like, I don't really want to watch that, and. I read four and I was like, I'm good just having read that. And same five, I didn't much care for. I'm very much, I'm very much looking forward to you watching the part five anime. The part five anime, it, part five lends itself so much better to anime than it does to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kai explained that to me a couple weeks ago um, because I definitely had that. How the. F- how does King, how, how does King Crimson work? It just does. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, but but yeah. Uh, so I am interested in watching part five. Uh, but we got to do three and four first. Um, yep. Steph. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so yeah, that's it for the show this week. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at uh, uh, acmepodcastinc.gmail.com. I'm sorry, that, that uh, acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Give me that email again. That's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Adrian, give me that one more time. Can I say uh, acmepodcast.inc at gmail.com? It's, nope. It's, nope. Acme po- it's acmepodcastinc. At gmail.com. Sorry. It's already. Uh, I I, I slipped up on it, you know, my first time. Mm -hmm. And I don't got any booze in my system. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You've done you've done this show before. I I have been participating in libations because uh, of the original good thing that had happened uh, yesterday that I had mentioned at the start of the podcast. Yeah. Just like still like. Ooh, about 
Yeah. I, I also just have a history of messing up that email and having to look it up. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you can also hit us on Twitter at, uh, at Podcast Inc. That's at Podcast Inc. And, uh, Kai, where can they find us on Tumblr? You can find us on acmepodcast.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcast.tumblr.com. All right. And uh, I've already checked the email. We got nothing. Uh, Twitter, no one contacts us there. I wish they would. Uh, but you told me we, we got an ask in the box. We have an ask from Anonymous. Alrighty. Anonymous a- Anonymous asks, "What? I have two questions. What was your favorite Halloween costume? And what's your favorite Halloween candy? Okay. Um, I guess you can answer the second one, but not so much the first one. Yeah, I, I've only dressed up for Halloween once in my entire life. And it was when I was 21 years old. No, 20. I was 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was for a friend's Halloween party that they had at their apartment. And I just wore a really... Like, I, I had a t-shirt that looked like Captain America's like uniform top and i had like one of those like plastic captain america masks that they sold when the first avenger came out mm-hmm. uh, and that's the only halloween costume i've ever worn so i guess by default it's that <laughs> i mean i honestly just imagine you just coming in dressed as ron swanson well that's just my everyday really uh or, or freaking uh magnum pi yeah, that that that's just you know that's just me every day, man. Come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Halloween candy. Uh, I'm one of the freak jobs who. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know I what eat, you're gonna say. I eat a lot of candy. Yes. Uh, so but there's only one candy that I only eat around Halloween. And I'm one of the freak jobs who really likes candy corn. Adrian also likes candy corn. Oh, hey, one of us. <laughs> oh, God. I There are more of us than I thought there were. I thought Zach was the only other person in my life. No, but, I think uh, just three of us, really. Uh, but but I am... All candy corn was created in the 1940s, and they've just been showing it out slowly to us, specifically, over yeah. time. I, 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 I am, though... A candy corn snob and i will only eat box candy corn because it's made with real honey and yeah, i think that tastes no, better than are, the generic you are valid yeah because uh, i love honey i i love honey oh you're talking to a honey connoisseur right here i have yeah. honey from all over the world nice i have honey from florida china new zealand and I recently got some honey from Connecticut, if I remember correctly. I don't love honey as much as you. Because <laughs> uh, I, I just have the, uh, you know, the uh, little bottle that's shaped like a bear. <laughs> no, I buy raw honey specifically because I love honey that much. Yeah. Uh, wow. I, I've, I've never... I've You've used the... been one up to my good man. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have because I've used the same bottle of honey for like the last six years. Because I, I love honey, but I don't use it a lot. I only use it when I have tea, or oh, on I, Rosh Hashanah. I, 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 I use it constantly. I'm constantly cooking with that shit. Um, I, 
I have dark honey that I got. Uh, the New Zealand honey is actually dark honey, which is extremely good on meats. Nice. So if uh, mm. you're looking for like a honey glaze something, uh, this is a tip from me, your resident uh, Italian Jew. Use dark honey. It tastes better. Mm. Alrighty. So I'm a pizza bagel. Oh, that's what you call it? Yeah. Adrian, that is... Stop it. Uh, where I grew <laughs> up... Is cute for you now? Stop where... being so cute. Fuck you. Where I grew up, we called it spaghetti and matzo balls. Oh, that's really good! Yeah. Uh... Oh, I like that better! And that that's that's oh. a New Jersey, so that's a, that's a real Italian, a real Adrian, Jewish. Adrian, yeah. can I start calling you my little pizza bagel? That might be the cutest thing you might ever call me. <laughs> That's gay as hell. I love you. Couples disgust me. Shut the fuck up. We're not Go even. be happy somewhere else. Let me. No. Let me roll in my. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. I promised I wouldn't be all fucking like this on the podcast. Oh, but I'm just joking, my dude. I. Uh, it, it's sweet. Don't get me wrong. I, I just right. like to joke. What, uh, what about you, Adrian? What did your favorite costume or Halloween candy? Well, because of my unfortunate predicament of being a trans man, uh, a lot of my costumes growing up were uh, female identifying. So I can't really say I had any favorites uh, now in my adult years. Mm. Um, I had one uh, a few years ago that I really did like. Because I, I had knew I was a trans man at that time, and I had, had gotten all the stuff ready for it. I had dressed up as Midosuji Akira from Yoamushi Yo Pedal, because oh. my dumb gay ass had decided I was going to get fit that year, and so I bought a biking suit, not realizing... Wait, I don't know how to ride a bike because my father oh. never taught me. So I just oh. have a biking suit in my closet that's like an actual professional biking costume that you ride when you actually professionally bike. And it's just sitting there and I only bring it out for Halloween. Good. Let me know soon my favorite character from Yo Mushi Pedal. Also, watch that. That's very good. Okay. Don't worry, I can't ride a bike either. Awesome. We and are. candy corn is your favorite can Halloween not candy? It's my favorite Halloween candy. It is just a Halloween candy that I enjoy. I like many mm. candies. I have a significant sweet tooth, probably because of the ADHD. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite Halloween candy... Uh, I I'm going to be basic. I really like Reese's Cups. I've always Who doesn't liked like Reese's uh, I'm, a, I I'm a slut for Reese's Cups. My mom drops off little Reese's Cups as like a peace offering to me. I'm like, it's okay, mama. I love you. <laughs> I'm a big old whore for Reese's Cups, man. Yeah. We've had this conversation before. Uh, I, I just don't like Reese's Cups because they melt too fast. Like, they, they start melting before I can get them out of the package. They do. Mm. That That's the only reason I don't like them. Like, they taste great. They melt in your head. Bitch. They melt in your hand and your mouth. Hell yeah. They melt in their wrapping. And my hand. Yeah. And my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I love Reese's Pieces, though. Mm. Hell yeah! Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, Ooh piece, piece of candy. 
Sometimes Family Guy was funny. Yeah, I still say Shaboopy, man. Shaboopy's... No, I'm so upset about that because I've actually seen the actual musical where that's from. So I'm just like, no, that's from The Music Man. Go watch The Music Man. It's really good. I've seen The Music Man, and that's why I like the Shaboopy scene. (laughs) No, I I like the Shaboopy scene because I like... I I like Shaboopy because of Music Man, not because of Family Guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 same. I, I like it because I like I like the Shibupi scene because I've seen Music Man and I like Shibupi. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also enjoy the Shibupi scene. Now, uh, for me, this is probably going to be the most on-brand thing that you've heard from me in a long time. Are you going to call your damn self out? What a, what? Are you going to are you going to say some shit that's going to be like, of course Joey dressed up as that as Halloween? Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. Two. There were two Halloween costumes specifically. The first one was a Halloween costume that I wore for a few years. Um, that my grandmother made for me. It was a, it was a Godzilla costume. Oh yeah, that that is right on brand for you. That's adorable. I wore it all the way from three to six years old. That's precious. The other one was when I was 11, and I dressed as Steve Irwin. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I even had a, fake, had, a, I had a rubber snake and everything. That was so fucking good. Y- you know, if, if we can expand it to just favorite costumes we've ever worn... Mm-hmm. Uh, I I could give a more interesting answer, mm-hmm. uh, because I wasn't allowed to celebrate Halloween growing up. But Judaism's got Purim. Judaism does have Purim. <laughs> uh, so we we got Purim. So we dress up on Purim, uh, which is in the spring, and you still go door to door on Purim, or you're supposed to at least, but. It, it's the reverse. You're supposed to give out like fruit baskets to your neighbors. Yeah. Huh. Uh, because Judaism is about giving. Uh, uh-huh. that, that that's a that's a big part, like Sadaka charity stuff. Yeah. Plays in a lot. Um, I learned something today. You yeah. Learned uh, Purim. It, it's about uh, you know uh, Queen Esther and Achashverosh and all that. Uh. uh- Laser, I do have a, uh, a, a a bit of music I have to send to you, which is a, a, a rap song about Purim, which I find to be my favorite interpretation of the Queen Esther story. Okay. It is um, possibly the best interpretation of the Queen Esther story. I'm probably going to have to send you in retaliation a song that has been on loop in my brain since I was seven or eight years old. From this uh, Jewish parody band that just took pop songs and uh, made them about Judaism. And there's one that takes uh, the song Amadeus and turns it into Achashverosh. I do need to listen to this, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can it. find that for you. Uh, for the for the listeners out there, that's uh, Schlock Rock Achashverosh. And you can figure out how to spell Achashverosh yourself. <laughs> Figure it out. Uh, A C H S H V E R O S H. Maybe I don't know. I probably missed a syllable there. I've I've never felt more like a goyim than I do now. 
Yeah, uh, Goyim is plural. Uh, you, you've never felt more like a Goy. I see, got it. I've never felt yeah. more like a Goy in my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my favorite Purim costume, and this is another one I wore multiple years. Uh, I wore it, I think, second, third, and fourth grade. Uh, Fonzie. <gasps> Hell yeah! Yeah. Hey. Except I didn't have a leather jacket, so I, I just had like a... Uh, I don't know what to call it other than like an Eisenhower jacket. Uh, leather, a Leatherman? A leather no. Jacket? Uh, oh, oh, like one of those souvenir jackets, but without the cool back stitching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, but it, di- it didn't have the leather sleeves. It, it was like that shiny satin color. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it looked uh, kind of like leather. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, didn't look like leather at all. Oh. <laughs> that's the thing it, it was the worst Fonzie costume ever because I looked nothing like Fonzie but I was just like I'm Fonzie, I'm Fonzie. <laughs> I, I combed my hair back used a little bit of gel it was the only time of year my parents would let me use hair gel mm-hmm. and uh, it's like I'm Fonzie mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay yeah. perfect uh, thank you god um, as for candy hmm, I am also a slut for Reese's but I'm. I also love Kit Kats. Hell yeah! Kit Kats are my mom's favorite. I love Kit Kats. I also I love re- Mr. Mr. Good Bars. Mr. I remember high key every single day after school in high school. I would go up to the uh, vending machines that we had in the cafeteria before I left the school. And I would buy one of those big ass fucking Kit Kats that they sold on the vending machines, and that yeah. would be my treat for when I walked the half mile to my bus stop because I now, had to take that I had to take the city bus home. Now I got a question for you. When you say one of those big ass, do you mean just like an extra size Kit Kat, or do you mean yeah. one of those like it was like a candy bar that was shaped like a single one of the little breakoffs? No, no, I think... I, I it's think like the extra, those. the big, big The king size. The king yeah. size. No, 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 no. They, they were, like, actually, like, huge. Oh, okay. The, like, they were shaped like the one thing, but they were massive. That, that's oh. what I'm talking about. Okay, um, gotcha. I've never been the biggest Kit Kat fan. I do like them. I'm, I'm just not... I'm not big on wafers. Oh, um, I like a crunch. Which is what a, a Kit Kat is. It's just... A, chocolate-coated wafer, uh, but I do appreciate them, and I do enjoy them, but in the 10th grade, every day, I would buy three of those and just say, I'm just having a big Kit Kat. Yeah. yeah. But, I, like, uh... b- because it was the big, fat one, singular, a normal Kit Kat bar is, like, what, three or four? Yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd get three or four. four that, that was my lunch money. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd just be like, I'm just having a fat Kit Kat. I, w- I would get, when I would go to the vending machines, I would always get two, one of two things. I would always get a fucking, either it's Twinkies, or I'd get one of those honey bun things. The honey buns were good. My, my high school never had the honey buns. Uh, pity. That's a pity. Yeah. In, in the 11th grade, no, 12th grade, in the 12th grade, my primo choice every morning, my breakfast, was before I started going across the street to get some beef jerky and an energy drink, was... uh. I would get a Mountain Dew and a Rice Krispie Treat from the vending Mountain machines. Dew. Mountain Dew. Yeah. Uh, but 
the primo royalty choice at my high school that like if you bought it everyone would be like you're a smart man ruffles sour cream and cheddar mm-hmm. that was the one where it didn't matter what what race what gender what sexuality you had that they'd be like good choice so you're cool um so that's that answers that question and then we don't have no other asks so that's how you get in touch with the show but if you want to get in touch with us individually yeah uh if you want to get in touch with each of us individually well you can get in contact with kai and you can get in contact with adrian they'll give you your info but i got nothing Yet no way to get in contact with me, but the ways for the show. Ha! I got no social medias. I ain't giving you my Instagram. Ha! So, uh, Kai, Adrian, tell us, tell them, tell them your shit. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm mostly. Uh, I don't use Tumblr anymore. Uh, I decided to look at it and look at the lack of titties and be like, you know what? No. And so, <laughs> my uh Twitter handle is Oleander Toxin. Uh, spelled like the flower and T-O-X-I-N and my Instagram uh, I don't use it either uh, I just look at cat pictures on Instagram but it's Oleander Toxicology uh, and uh, Joey, Kai you can get in touch with me on Twitter at Kaiju underscore Emperor K-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R O-R And you can also get me on Tumblr Kaiju Dash Emperor It's about the same way And mostly that's just retweets and reblogs And non-original stuff If you want anything original from me You can uh, go check out my side blog Called Kai's Tome Where I make uh, homebrew D&D tabletop stuff I also have a Arc, I also have an AO3 and a, and a FF, but I haven't posted to them in a while, and I'll, I might give an update on that when I am working on something right now that might be posted on AO3 at some point. So I'll give an update on. I'll tell you what that is when it's relevant. Okay. Uh, if that's it. Yep. Then uh, we'll spoopy month specials. Uh, be sure to come back next week. For a new episode, and I really do mean next week, uh, we'll be covering uh, Castlevania, uh, the first three seasons. Ask the, ver- the most important question: What is a man? What is a man? Well, find out next time.